This podcast is part of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network at www.tpsradio.net. Good evening, guys. Welcome to another edition, a pay-per-view edition of Sunday Night Showdown, where tonight, 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 we're bringing you live pay-per-view coverage of TNA Wrestling's latest pay-per-view, Destination X. The X Division is going to be a key feature in this pay-per-view as we're starting things out with the four-man ladder match between Christopher Daniels, the former suicide, we know him as Kaz, the Amazing Red, and yes, my pick to win this match tonight, Brian Kendrick. That's what we're starting the show off with. And, and what a crazy start we've had as I've spent the last 30 minutes trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with my cable company. I tried to order this pay-per-view, and guess what? I'm watching it for free right now because I think Telus TV made a big boo-boo. Somebody did. And screwed up, and I think everybody's getting this. Free. As a free preview. So I don't know what's going on here. I don't know how long we'll have this particular oh, stream. Geez. But one way or the other, we're going to cover this fucking pay-per-view tonight if I have to kill Dave and sell his soul to the devil to get a stream. Yeah, we need to see this horrible pay-per-view. No, no, no. I, I'd, I'd like to see the, the, the aforementioned booking, right? <laughs> I mean, that, Dave, that beats the hell out of be getting future endeavored, you know? <laughs> Take it one for the team, Dave. A sacrifice that you'll enjoy. I guess, I guess. Well, we are ready to go. It's Destination X, and we are starting with the four-way dance ladder match for the contract for the right to be the next number one contender to the X Division Championship. It is Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, The Amazing Red, and Brian Kendrick, which uh, is a surprise to me, Jeff, because I believe last year at at, uh, Destination X, they started the show with Ultimate X, and 
we have an Ultimate X match in this card, which means even with nine matches, Shark, they're going to use television time to uh, to build the X, unless they can do it in about four seconds. But Double J, I'm, I'm not quite sure It'll who take is talking there. Do you have an idea who is talking there? I have no idea. But maybe you could do the, the normal, world-renowned, world-famous Double J Sunday Night Showdown intro so everybody is on the same page as the last speaker. All right, guys, joining me in the studio tonight, right here in the uh, shadow of the Rocky Mountains, the Canadian West, the heart of professional wrestling, as some people would like to say, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got the worldwide phenomenon, self-proclaimed as he is, (laughs) Internet Dave, in studio. Of course, you heard his voice earlier. And then, of course, we've got the man who swims around the shallow waters here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. He's got a na- he's got big teeth and he likes to take bites. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Unfortunately, Boom Boom cannot be here tonight. Aww. But you do have me, and of course, for those of you who don't know me, this might be your first time listening to Sunday Night Showdown. I'm sorry. I am, of course. Well, don't be apologizing <laughs> in advance. Oh yeah, now you're gonna mess with the sound. No. No, it's just, good. Just, just sit back and, and, and let the professional do this, okay? All right. Let me do as I do. Introduce yourself. And, of course, I am the Sunday Night Showstopper, the iconic Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay. Wow. Oh, yeah. That, you know what? I think that was your best ever. And, I and, think so, and, too. And Anderson can't hold a frickin' candle to Double J. And you know what? As we're kicking off the uh, TNA Destination X pay-per-view, I'd like to take this opportunity to say it seems like, and I know, Double J, you're on the, the IWC on, on the uh, network that now is a network, uh, regardless of what Boom Boom says. It's not it, a it, it is a network because there are so many great shows on SundayNightShowdown.com, the, the Pro Wrestling Rewind with uh, the king of all Italy, Siciliano, and his sidekick, whose name escapes me. No, the power, Andy Knowles. Uh, I'm just kidding, Andy. If power's in, in the chat. It, it, the power's in the chat. All hail the power. Um, and, and really, the, the whole, I mean, are you on SundayNightShowdown.com and the IWC every night of the week or almost Every night of the week, I know you have a very successful show on Monday night. You and the Trade Dog on Wrestling News Live uh, on Tuesday night. It's, it's un- unplugged, un- unsexy. I mean, unplugged. And then Wednesday and, 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 and Wednesday and Thursday. Well, you're JJ sexy, right? So, anyways, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, there's a lot going on. Friday, Saturday, of course, is a busy night on Sunday Night Showdown, and uh, Sunday night, arguably the busiest night of the week, twice. Twice a month. Now, I find it very interesting, uh, and I was mentioning this to the self-proclaimed worldwide phenomenon, Internet Dave. It was much easier when your name was just Internet Dave before you you went ahead and procured the WWE writers to give you some 16-vowel and 32-consonant fucking made-up, self-proclaimed whatever the hell your name is and whatever the hell you are. I'm not quite sure what you are, Dave, most days, but today I know that you're going to have fun like the rest of us. And Hold on, before you go any further, yes, I know one thing that uh, Christopher Daniels is, and that's hurting after that spot. He just yeah. took from Amazing Red, the Hurricane Rana. Yeah, yeah no, no shit. They had a ladder from the canvas to the guardrail. Uh, Daniels hit a BME 
onto a Lane Kazarian on the, the ladder. BMB, then, is that a new type of sandwich? <laughs> no, this hungry. is not Subway Talk Wrestling. Sorry. All right, all right. Then um, Daniels stood on top of the ladder, and an Amazing Red hit a Hurricane Rana so that Daniels landed on the floor. It's amazing to me how Frankie Kazarian can still walk based on him taking that move from Daniels. Look at the wa- wobble in that ladder, ago. Dave. Look at yeah, that wobble. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Kazarian threatening to put the Amazing Red right through the mat and through the other side of the planet. But Whoa. here comes Kendrick. Ouch! Oh, no. Ouch. Kazarian. Uh, <laughs> I like how Red took the bump to the guardrail. That's I think awesome. we should uh, we should call backstage, Double J, nice. and give the powers that be at TNA the 1-800 phone number and give give it to Frankie Kazarian for the Vienna Boys Choir after that bump on the middle rope. I, I wow. think he wanted to crotch the rope Hi. and messed it up really, uh, really badly there. And really, isn't what is the Dave? What is the stipulation? The winner of the ladder match gets X division title shot. An X division title oh, shot. That was awful. And and the and the title double J. Uh, the winner should all of this match should also get the title of the unequivocal worst hair. In total nonstop action wrestling. I mean, really, if you look at all four combatants, not one of them, and all four of them have bad hair. What's wrong with Kendrick's hair? It's uh, it kind of looks like a cross between Eddie Van Halen, Van Hammer. <laughs> and, There's a blast. And, and from David the Lee Roth, circa 19, whatever the hell, 83. That is a blast from the past. Yeah. And I see that Kazarian is going to the same makeup artist as Christopher Daniels with the uh, with the eyeliner. Well, he should What's be used to that? a former member of Serotonin, of course, with Matt Bentley and uh, our colleague uh, Hotshot Johnny Divine. Right. And, and I got we... I got some I got a bit of divine intervention oh, okay. later on in the show. Some some inside information, Double J Internet Dave, if you will. <clears throat> if you will. I thought he wasn't allowed to try to impersonate the American Dream on this show anymore. Didn't we stipulate that a couple of months ago? I know. I, you said it. I said it, but it doesn't matter. No? It doesn't matter. Dave thinks he's bigger than the show. He's bigger than the network. Why? Well, I, I, I think I'm going to have to let him go. The worldwide phenomenon gets future endeavored. In fact, don't, don't be, be surprised. Then? Don't be surprised on this very program tonight, ladies and gentlemen, if before this show ends, Somebody's gonna Dave get it. leaves. Dave leaves. I have money on this. I think Dave will be gone before this pay-per-view is that, over well, just, tonight. Just a minute. Now, if we're going to make bets, and you know how I love to bet, I'll bet on anything. Um, I bet my wife left me, and look what happened. But anyways. Um, I bet that too. Yeah. Well, then I owe you money. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll write you a check. But anyways, um, I suspect that if Dave is going to leave before the end of the show, it's only going to be because of one or two reasons. He's either going to A get future endeavored, or B, get fed up with the theory of getting future endeavored, and, like so many other stars in the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment, say those two very famous words, I quit. Now, I think, if anything, it's, <laughs> it'll be those two very famous words that I like to spread out. You're fired! I knew you were going with that. The week before Mania? Oh, my God. Yep. Now, Jeez. what is Daniels wearing around his neck? A lot of people have been asking that in the chat room. It's kind of a... Uh, it's part of his outfit. It's part of his motif. It, it, it goes to his armbands. Yeah, it goes to his armbands, around his neck. And, uh, you know, for, for those of you that were there that night, and, and D- Double J, you remember that a certain somebody 
with the initials ID in his name, wasn't invited that night. But the night that Hotshot Johnny Devine and the fallen angel Christopher Daniels were in... I can't remember where, where I sports, was that but night. You weren't invited. Was that the night that I got married? That, well, no. no <laughs> that, that was, you don't remember that night either. You don't remember. Dave doesn't remember. Oh, Dave doesn't remember he wasn't invited. You don't remember. You thought you were getting married that night. I, I, I don't know what's going oh, on in this show. Man. But, but no, I mean, it, I think that if you recall that night, Double J, <laughs> you, you remember that, that Christopher Daniels told us explicitly that he, whenever he went to watch the strippers, that he preferred the entertainers of Exotic Land who were dressed as dominatrixes. And I think somehow to answer our chatter's questions tonight, that his affinity for the land of exotic maybe has influenced his his ring attire this evening. Just a theory. Uh, you know what? That's that's a good theory. And for those of you not in the know of what we were just talking about, there was just a little inside joke that I uh, I pulled out on Internet Dave. As, as some of the longtime listeners of this program know, when this was another program, uh, we had a lot of interesting developments over the course of uh, all the years we were there. And, and in 2006, uh, Harmony and I got married, and I actually came to Calgary as a surprise, got married to Harmony, and of course nobody knew about it except a, a select few. And uh, even Mark the Shark DiCarlo wasn't in the know, and I showed up one night for the broadcast uh, live at the bar. Like a, one minute after we never went to forget air. That night. One, one minute after we went to air, yeah. And, and poor Dave was like, well, I was off Friday. Why wasn't I invited? He didn't get the fact that it was a surprise tactic. And so we like to rib Dave well, about that every now and then. The two of us were quite shocked that night, weren't we, Shark? Well, and this was long before the advent of uh, the, the Einstein of that program, if you will. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the whole Internet video camera. So personally, I, I, I'd, I'd never seen an image of, of one Double J before. And when he walked in, I had my back to the door, and I heard the dulcet tones and the sultry voice and turned around and knew that the Oki from Muskoki was in the house. <laughs> and as soon as he spoke, I knew it was him. And it was, uh, it was quite the shock. But really, I, I'd be surprised if anybody could give us any indication in the chat that they really give a rat's ass. But anyways, uh, well, there, there are people talking. But I'm just I'm looking at this pay-per-view right now. I'm looking at the ladder that Daniels is trying to ascend, ladies and gentlemen. And it's only a one-sided ladder. Correct. And now, have we got another ladder that's one-sided, or is that one two? No, that, that's a two-sided. That's the high-budget ladder. Oh, okay. Now, you have to know, and of course we always like to... They're going old school with the ladders, tonight, yeah. I guess. You know, you have to know that we like to tell some stories off the top of the show here on Sunday Night Showdown, but all that aside, the four that are in this ladder match, second to none, they're all exceedingly familiar with each other, Kendrick, Daniels, Kazarian, and the midget Amazing Red, um, they all have a long history, at least Kendrick, Daniels, and Red do, of course, in their uh, in, in Ring of Honor, and I'm not quite sure uh, the... Oh, look at, look at the springboard off the top rope onto the both ladders by Kazarian. Oh. And, you, and you know what? I, I really... Superplex, it's coming. Yeah. I, I really love the, the chemistry between these four. You can really tell beyond a shadow of a doubt that they've worked an exceedingly oh, high number of matches over the course of time. Whoa! And, oh, my God, at least he landed on his back. It looked like uh, 
from the top of the ladder that Kazarian administered the belly-to-back suplex off the ladder. And Kazarian's still up there. It looks like he's got his leg caught. And here comes uh, Brian Kendrick to get the contract. Kazarian shucks him off. And there you go. You're a winner. Kazarian. I think Frankie Kazarian or Kaz, whichever you prefer. I think Fr- Frankie Kazarian, Amazing Red, Brian hey, look, Kendrick, and, and Christopher Daniels are, are all going to be uh, suffering with this tomorrow. Daniels must have taken five or six hard landings on his back. And it, it just uh, amazes me, the, the talent and, the, and the, uh, the bodies that these guys have, because they're willing to sacrifice... They're willing to sacrifice their old age and being in a wheelchair or being crippled because in 2010 they want to entertain us like this in a ladder match. It is unbelievable what these guys are willing to do for, for wrestling fans. It's, it's crazy to me. I have to admit, I, I'm, I'm at a loss. I mean, I, Kazarian was the guy I said I probably was going to win this, but I'm disappointed that my pick in Brian Kendrick, a guy who hasn't won one match since being in TNA, I thought this perfect. could be his night. <laughs> This could have been his night, you know? He's perfect now still. I, I'm perfect with this. This no, is great. So is he. <laughs> wow. Anyways. W- w- I mean, look, look at the spots we're seeing. That, that rock bottom type maneuver yep. uh, off the top to red by Christopher Daniels. I mean, there was just a, oh, look at this fall by, Ouch. by Kendrick. You know what, you know what, Double J and Internet Dave? The, the, you have to know that the behind-the-scenes scenario at Total Nonstop Action Wrestling is that the master of the X Division, beyond a shadow of a doubt, and the guy that, that, that puts together these matches more so than anybody in the office, and technically he is part of the office, is none other than Christopher Daniels. And he is, if you remember, the, the I believe it was a seven-man, three-tiered Tower of Doom uh, that our friend Hotshot Johnny Devine was involved in, and, and he enlightened me as to the fact that, for a long, long time now, that Christopher Daniels is the brains behind the X Division when it comes to booking. And uh, you know what? One of the shortest ladder matches we've seen in, in, with multiple combatants in the match, but from opening bell to closing bell, holy moly, really exciting. The, the, the 360 um, that that the Amazing Red does over the top rope, that little guy, and I make light of the fact that he's nothing more than a glorified midget, um, he is, without a doubt, pound for pound, one of the most exciting wrestlers in the world today. And, and some would laugh when I say that, but laugh on. Um, it's what I think. And, uh, anything, and the thing with Amazing Red is he can have bad matches and he can have fantastic matches, but it's all a stip. Don't you dare do that, Dave. It's all a stipulation as to who he's working with. And uh, I gave that match about an eight. It was, it was very entertaining. And who had the quick pick scenario from last night? You and I had Kazarian. Ah, I see. We I, got... I hate it when you and I agree. Congratulations. It looks like Ric Flair just saw a freaking ghost or his wife's divorce lawyer. The hey. nature boy coming down in a wheelchair. I'm just, I'm just wondering if he's going to come down and hit himself and start bleeding again. That was outstanding. That and was outstanding. Throwing blood at the crowd. He got some shit for that. Yeah, he did. Why is Tricky Ricky in a wheelchair? Somebody enlighten me. I think somebody beat his ass. And his <laughs> wife? His wife, yeah. Wow. Which one? <laughs> There's no telling. 
We'll have to turn that up, huh? So Please. we can actually hear it. Yeah. He's going to die of a coronary. Where's my daddy? Not funny. Not funny. Very funny. I have fallen off of cages. I have been slammed off of ladders. I have been thrown through tables. Hell, I crashed in an airplane. But I've never been in a wheelchair. Never. Shut up. You know, I, I really think I really think that Ric Flair is going to have to have it in his TNA contract really soon. That for each promo, not only should he have his valet out in the impact zone with him, but he should also have a uh, a, a doctor of <laughs> who's got some some history in the in the heart disease stroke. And, you know, somebody from, like, the American Heart Foundation, because I swear to God, and I've known Ric Flair not really well, but I've talked to Ric Flair off and on for 40 years, and I remember when he was a raw rookie in the old AWA, around the same time as uh, as Roddy Piper, Jumpin' Jim Brunzel, Greg Gagne, um, a few years before Kurt Henning, but Red Bastine and and Billy Red Lions, and the whole crew, and he was nothing more than a glorified jobber, but I've said this on this very show for many, many months, and I, I really hope that Ric Flair doesn't expire, either via stroke or heart attack, in mid-promo, because that would just be sad, sick, and wrong, but, I mean, am, am I off base in thinking that, that he's really got to watch it? Ask your mom. Woo! <laughs> the Nature Boy, still the best in the business. That as, was freaking uh, funny. As Abyss and Hogan are chatting with Bischoff in the back right now. I'll run you over in this wheelchair. Woo! I love it. <laughs> Mick Foley shaved yeah. Eric Bischoff's head uh, last week on yeah, Impact. Thursday on Impact, yes. Why didn't he just shave the rest of his head? Monday on Impact. He's got like the Hulk Monday Hogan look going on now. <laughs> and Thursday. Yeah, like, what's up with that? It kind of reminds me of uh, 
Dusty Adonis when he was doing the, the Hollywood Hulk Hogan gimmick, and he bleached his hair blonde, and he, he gave himself a skullet. That was funny stuff. That, that was some funny shit. Although I really like the, uh, the the Ultimate Adonis. That was my favorite, I think. Now, for those of you that don't know what the hell we're talking about, which is probably All everybody, yeah. right? There's a character in the Prairie Wrestling Alliance, which is in no way affiliated with this or any other show on the Sunday Night Showdown Network. And the opinions of one Don Ferguson and Kurt Sorokin <laughs> no, no longer or never have been reflective of our opinions in any way, shape, or form. Am I correct with that? Uh, you are absolutely correct with that. And Dusty Adonis <laughs> is a character and a, and a wrestler in PWA based out of Edmonton. And he is one funny dude. He, he comes out, he does everything from Hulk Hogan to Razor Ramon. To, and, and every time he comes to the ring in a match, he's got some new gimmick uh, imitating um, a, a, a past, usually WWF slash E uh, wrestler. And this kid, and he is a kid. I, I don't think he's any more than, than 22, 23 years old at best. And hold on, before you go any further with that, just so there's no no no, no naysayers in chat or listening to this broadcast, and yeah, it's the same shit that Charlie Haas did. Uh, actually, Dusty Adonis right. was doing it uh, at least a year or two before Charlie Haas was. So, absolutely, just a thought. Yeah, and and the kid, the kid is talented, and not only that, but he can wrestle. <laughs> Dusty Adonis can wrestle. But uh, if you if you get a chance, uh, uh, check him out if you're in Western Canada. But anyways, speaking of uh, somebody that was in PWA on a one-off not that long ago, nice segue, Shark. Yes. Uh, Teach Dave the art of Segway. He, he bombed the one it last and only. Night. Oh, he bombed it that badly. He, did he drop a bomb I, or he I just? I really bombed? didn't. Better really to didn't. better to bomb than drop a bomb in the close confines of the worldwide studios of Sunday Night Showdown. But Daphne, love Daphne. Daphne, Absolutely. you'd like to love Daphne. Yes, we know that, Dave. And I think that you've got about as much chance of that as loving Dusty Adonis. But anyways, rim shot. Um, I, I'm I'm down with with Daphne's ring entrance. I mean, she's she's look, she's looking, on one hand sexy, and on the other hand, like she's been out with Corey Haim for the last fucking month. Oh God! Oh, did you have to drop a Corey Haim reference? It's too soon. Buried in Toronto this past week. Yeah, on, on the on the public purse. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, that's, you know? that, that's awful, Shark. Thank you. Listen. Uh, wow. Well, I, I heard I heard that he had the same doc. I, I heard that Doctor Murray was his doctor as well. Dude, what? But anyway, we're setting up for the uh, TNA Knockouts the Championship match. Yourself. Go do it on your own time. As as Tara just laying into Daphne with some shots back and forth for both of these Did ladies. Did you just say Tara's laying into Daphne? <laughs> yeah, wow. I think, I think Daphne's got to teach Katie Lee some makeup lessons. Nice segue, Shark. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what? I, I think we should make Dave spell segue. Right. Anyways, I, I just want to say something for the record. It's been yes. a lot of fun lately. You don't have to spell it. Been a lot of fun lately as uh, Tara takes her top off. Think about that statement for a second. Well, hold, uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. The last time I said something about a Segway to Dave, he showed up with a scooter at my house. With the name Segway on the side of it? Yes. Wow. Yeah, um, <laughs> Nova lent me his. I thought it was Paul uh, Blart, but then I realized yeah. it was Dave. I, I bought Nova's off uh, Nova's Segway off eBay. So. Right. Something really funny. For all those, and I, I know that the whole, the whole planet's on Facebook now. But if you really want to add some some comedic relief to your day, add Tara 
Okay. As a friend, okay. she'll she'll add everybody, anybody, <laughs> everybody. Oh, okay. And add um, Michelle McCool. Nobody. Michelle McTaker. M- Michelle McTaker. Oh, okay. uh, uh, yeah, Michelle Lee McCool. Add these two as a friend on Facebook. I swear to God, nobody, nobody posts more on a daily basis than the two of them. It's absolutely, I mean, you, know, you open up your Facebook and it's like there's 16 entries from <laughs> Michelle McCool and about 18 from Tara, and she's going to have a, a, a fruit shake now, and then she's going to go to the gym, and then she's going to go get her hair in her mouth. Shut up! You know? I thought like, that's what Twitter was I'm, for. I'm going to have to delist all of these these habitual Facebookers because they're ruining the day and they're ruining the fun. But uh, uh, although I've noticed lately <laughs> that the pro wrestling rewinds, Mike Siciliano, the king of all Italy, self proclaimed, probably he's been he's been a habitual and and uh, um, very addicted Facebooker lately and maybe mike i don't know if he's in actually uh not in the not in the chat mike's feeling uh really sick tonight and uh self-induced posted posted in the chat room right before the show that he wasn't he regretted not being able to join us but he'd uh uh, he'd be back for for wnl uh tomorrow night so uh well i look uh, look forward to better tomorrow for tomorrow night. absolutely we hope mike feels better and i look forward to uh, mike's call-ins because when we generally open up the, the Skype line, I, I like when we that. open up the Skype line a little I bit like later on the show, as we do every pay per view, you never quite know what Siciliano is going to say, right, Double J? That is very true. Uh, getting back to the match at hand, we've got Daphne taking it to um, Tara. He's quitting already. No, he's not quitting oh, okay. already. All it's right. cold in here. I think it's comfortable, but anyways. Anyway. Well, you know what, guys? Let's tell the people who are listening what the the rest of the pay per view is. Please, Dave. Let's let's do that. And Dave, run it down for us right here on Sunday Night Showdown. Geez, Tony Schimmel in the house. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll give the whoever the person is that's updating Wikipedia. It's already updated. Uh, Kazarian defeating Daniels, Amazing Red, and Brian Kendrick in the ladder match to become the number one contender to the X Division Championship. Obviously, we have this contest in progress. Generation Me against the Motor City Machine Guns in Ultimate X to be the number one contenders for the tag titles. Matt Morgan and Hernandez against Beer Money. Hernandai. Hernandai, I keep forgetting, uh, for the World Tag Team Championship. Doug Williams and Shannon Moore for the uh, X Division Championship. Kevin Nash and Eric Young versus Scott Hall and Sean Waltman. If Sean Waltman and Scott Hall win, they get contracts. Kurt Angle and Mr. Anderson, AJ and Abyss, obviously Tara and Daphne, and Rob Terry and Brutus Magnus. We know something, brother. Abyssomania is running wild, brother. Brother, 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 brother. And would somebody please tell Ric Flair that his name is Abyss? It's not The Abyss, Rick. Well, they used to refer to him as The Abyss, so... I could see where Flair is doing that, but I mean, at least he's not calling him Abacus. I mean, you know, it could be worse. That's true. That's true. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, we talked last night on Quick Picks about how Daphne suddenly gets a title shot after after jobbing for six months, and that really, with Awesome Kong now officially gone, gone, and the beautiful people are the Knockouts Tag Team Champions. It's an interesting time for this division, and it's a case where. 
this this match didn't really need to be on the card simply because when you have nine matches versus eight matches, each match has to have fewer minutes to <coughs> fewer minutes uh, from beginning to end, and especially because they're going to have to build the uh, the trussing for the Ultimate X match during television time rather than starting the show off with it. All these matches are going to suffer with with less time. And Daphne, when she gets a title shot uh, 10 days before a pay-per-view, there's not much chance she's going to win. Sidewalk slam, Tara, two and a half. Well, you know, Ebony in the chat room makes a good point, Dave. Why shouldn't Daphne get a title shot? She took out Tara, the champion. I mean, when you think about it from that point of view... But, I mean, when... When you job for three or four months and then you suddenly show up and knock a guy out, I can understand pinning her in a tag match or or, or something like that or in a non-title match. I mean, indie federations like Stampede Wrestling were were uh, perfect for that. You'd face a champion in a non-title match, and then the next week you'd face them in a title match. Yeah, uh, but at, at the same, when it beat, pinning them versus attacking them to me is is the key difference. Yeah, but again, when you attack someone who's the champion, you take them out. Wouldn't that person who was attacked kind of want a shot at the person who took them out? So it's not really necessarily the fact that, say, she actually got the title shot against Tara because she earned it. Tara wanted this shot against her to get revenge. When you think of it from that point of view, Uh-oh. it makes complete and total sense. As the setup and it's delivered, peak. the widow's peak, and Daphne is done, ladies and gentlemen. The referee in position one. Two, and that's all she wrote. Still your knockout division champion. Without question, we all unanimously had this one. You know Tara. what? I, I haven't heard that. that. That that gave me a bit of a, uh, a goosebump there. Goosebumps. Uh, uh, I haven't heard that. That's all she wrote in a long time. That, that, that brought back some memories. But you know what? I read this week that Tara, one of her best friends, is Miami Inc.'s Kat Von D. And that's where she's got most of her tattoos done. See what you learn on this show, Dave? It's amazing. It's amazing what you learn on this show. Uh, you know what? When it comes to women's wrestling, the Widow's Peak has got to be the best finisher in women's wrestling, both WWE and TNA. And, I mean, Tara is a very, very talented performer. And, like I said, I don't think anyone's ever kicked out of the Widow's Peak. I can't remember anybody ever doing that. But, I mean, Daphne gave it a hell of an effort. You know what I'd like to find out, and uh, inquiring minds need to know, that since the um, the two fellows that have... Oh, as we see, Daphne Uh-oh. has stolen Tara's tarantula. Oh, come on. Okay, okay, She's going to eat the tarantula. She's going to lick awesome. the tarantula and then eat it. What a lucky tarantula. Right. <laughs> um, but I think that with Dutch Mantel and Scott Tamore both... Now, ex-TNA um, women's division bookers, I, I'm, I haven't found out who's handling it lately, and uh, maybe a certain somebody will get us up to speed on, on that. Well, you know, with that said, we're, uh, we're two matches in. We're going to take our first commercial break of the evening. We'll return momentarily with more Sunday Night Showdown covering Destination X right here, SundayNightShowdown.com.
Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlocks2headlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlocks2headlines.com. Latino hasta la muerte y después Worldwide Latino Pride The Ambassadors of Violence LAX, K-Dog, The Notorious 187 Homicide I'm from Miami, not counting Down with the S's and the 6-4 hopping To my body was in the 787 And those up in Brooklyn pulling to 11 I come through stomping, rolling in my low-top chuck Making sure you suckers feel me every time we bust Shackled up like a nut going 5150 Heat up and the feet up, we stuff in some dickies I rap a lot, like the label out of Houston Sneaky like the clock up in the shop, straight boosting To all my hands, they down and quiet Got my demo Momento vice, I know he's spotted. Put it down from Killer Kelly to the MIA. Ask the homie Crazy King, oh man, that boy don't play. It's in my NIAK, putting it down all day. Representing Southern Cali, get in my way, don't get sprayed. We
right, guys, we're back. And uh, in our commercial break absence, it appears we had another match. And it appears that Rob Terry has had a successful title defense of the Global Championship in a very short match. So uh, that was uh, that was my pick as well, Rob Terry. Wow. I, I believe I, I lost out on that pick. I think I did, too. Did. Well, oh, you, for a guy who can't work... You had Brutus, too? Yeah. For a guy who can't work, he's certainly getting a lot of wins. Well, I did see a spin kick that was very uh, like Barry Booker T type. Uh, like He literally did like a, a karate savat kick and did a fantastic job with it, and I guess that's what got the pinfall for him. Wow. And still your Globals champion, Rob Terry. And i I got to admit, I think the kid's doing pretty good for what, for what they're using him for. Well, and you know what? He was just coming off, you know, uh, on his debut at TNA with the uh, British Invasion as just being a, a steroid freak muscle-bound dude that kind of hung out with them at ringside, and, and he really couldn't do anything. But the kid can wrestle. And, and you know, okay. we, a lot better. Let, let me, let me clarify it. A lot, thank you. A lot better than, uh, than, <laughs> than, than he certainly did at the beginning of his uh, entrance into TNA. Dave, I have to make mention of the fact of the Motor City Machine Guns uh, attire lately. Uh, I don't know whether they've been watching uh, old uh, Mad Max movies, but... Wow. Uh, but having said all of that, I want to say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, absolutely no question in Mark the Shark to Carlo's mind, and I'm sure in none of your minds at all that are here in the studio, in the chat, or watching this very promo in the Destination X pay-per-view, that, that once again, Christy Hemi's breasts look outstanding, and tonight are standing out and being accounted for. Well, I was just going to make reference to the fact that she's standing, uh, you know, with a very nice pair of tag team specialists. Them too. Exactly. But no, I, I have to admit, she's looking pretty good tonight. Mighty fine. Mighty fine. Anyways. Well, what I was talking about five minutes ago is that with nine matches and constructing the, the Ultimate X, just that a lot of matches weren't going to get the time they deserved. And obviously... They made up for it with Rob Terry beating Brutus Magnus in about six seconds. So we'll have to wait and see what happens because Ultimate X is uh, ready to go right now here, in a, here at the Impact Zone for Destination X. Generation B against against the Guns. Guns have never held the tag team titles. This would make them number one contenders. I don't think Generation Me is at that point where they can really have a feud with a beer money or a, or a, a, a team like that. So I think this is going to be outstanding. This should be absolutely spectacular. Generation Me, the Young Bucks, if you will, um, have been on a roll since they've been signed by TNA. They had some matches in uh, Ring of Honor, and but predominantly in California's Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. And uh, uh, they've, they've had a very, very busy independent wrestling schedule over the last couple of weeks. Um, the Young Bucks... And in TNA, they are referenced by Generation Me last night in Rahway, New Jersey, as part of a spectacular um, Jersey All-Pro Wrestling show. And apparently, there have been some snippets. I was busy this afternoon, but I, I did manage uh, uh, to catch a couple of snippets already. Dave, uh, maybe you could search that out on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to, for sure. Um, the the match that the the Young Bucks had in Rahway, New Jersey, at part of the uh, Jersey All Pro Wrestling show last night, that there was a ton of superstars on, and the the, the card top to bottom 
was absolutely second to none that I've seen, including Pro Wrestling Guerrilla and Ring of Honor, over the last six months. And one of the matches on the card was the Young Bucks or Generation Me against two that we are very familiar with, um, taking a hiatus from AAA Lucha Libre Wrestling in, in Mexico. Um, the self-proclaimed, well, Teddy Hart and Jack Evans. And uh, I, I didn't see the outcome of the match, but I'm sure that between Generation Me and Evans and Hart that uh, I look forward to seeing that. And as a matter of fact, guys, um, I did speak to Teddy Hart this past week, and he has assured me that when he comes back to Calgary tomorrow that he will have for us and we might have to get together and have sure. a, a, a private viewing uh, uh, if we can fit it into uh, Double J's very busy internet wrestling radio show schedule. Uh, but <laughs> but um, no shit. Ted Ted Hart has promised us a, a full DVD copy of the show from Rahway, New Jersey last night, and I'm really interested in seeing it because uh, that card top to bottom. Dave yeah. was second to none. Yeah, I'm on uh, the Jersey All Pro email list. The so Fat Frank sent me the uh, sent me the wild the uh, Jersey All Pro wild card results from last night, and we'll quickly run them down as the guns get Please ready do. to face uh, a generation me here. Garden State Gods over Switch Switchblade Conspiracy. The light heavyweight champion Bandito Junior won the Insane Fight Fest, which also involves Rich Swan, Nino Capone, Sabian. And egotistico fantastico. Um, that Jeff wasn't that your first na- first name in in uh, wrestling radio? E- Fantastic ego, but only in Spanish. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, Charlie Haas over Devin Moore for the United State for the New Jersey State Championship. Nick Gage over Drake Younger. Necro Butcher over Chris Dickinson, which apparently received a standing ovation afterwards. Uh, the tag team champions, the heavy hitters over Unforgiven, Eddie Kingston and B-Boy. Uh, Sarah Del Rey defeated Haley Hatred in a street fight, which apparently was one of the best women's matches of all time. <clears throat> Southside Players Club uh, defeated the Azorian Portal and Annie Social. Samoa Joe, if you were wondering where the hell he's been, uh, defeated Kazuchika Okada. Generation Me over Teddy Hart and Jack Evans, which apparently is worth the DVD all on its own. And uh, the Jersey All-Pro World Heavyweight Champion Dan Maff defeated Brody Lee. And apparently at their next show in Rahway, May 22nd, it'll be Teddy Hart and just Jushin Thunder Lager. Yes, you heard me right, Shark. (coughs) (laughs) Choke down that pizza, come on. Really? Hart and Jushin Thunderlager. You know what? I, I, I think Liger, I, yeah. Liger, yeah. I, I, I think that we're going to have to get the official um, wrestling news correspondent of Jushin Thunderlager and Sunday Night Showdown, Jason Kid Clevitz, to take a trip on his dollar, of course, to Rahway, New Jersey for the next show and give us a report. Uh, you know what? We're not paying for anything. We'll get Slab Sports to pay for it. What? Uh, just bring it into the pay-per-view. What a fantastic move. Uh, by uh, Alex Shelley of the Machine Guns. He actually had uh, one of Generation Me leg-locked in a grapevine, but then had the other one rolled up in a pin attempt. 
uh, until it was just recently broken up. But a uh, very athletic match by all four of these guys. I just find it funny that we're having an Ultimate X match for a tag team title shot. I mean, this should be four guys against each other rather than two Ouch. teams. Uh, really, this should have been this should have been the ladder match that we saw earlier on in the night. To be quite honest, yeah, they they really changed up the uh, even from last year's Destination X the uh, the, the Ultimate X match. And, but you know what? Having said that, um, the the Young Bucks or Generation Me, and, and thank God they've got some matching outfits now. They, it kind of looked like they they raided uh, Davy Boy Smith and Ravishing Rick Rude's um, locker rooms up in the sky. Actually, I was in heaven. I was thinking more along the line of the uh, the Hardy Boys run from 1997 or eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- those are some interesting tights, to say the least. The only thing they're missing is hope and faith on the uh, on the actual tights itself. Hope and faith, yes. And uh, uh, but you know what? The the motor machine guns always freak me out. They am- they always amaze me as to the innovative tag team wrestling maneuvers which they continually pull out of the bag. And I, I can't say enough about the, the influx of Generation Me into TNA Wrestling. These two kids, and they are kids, are every bit as talented athletically as Saban and Shelley, and they fly around just as much, and uh, um, they have been having one hell of a uh, tilt against each other leading up to this uh, Destination X match and uh i really like guys the the chemistry between these two tag teams i think so you know the guns are are, have been due for a long time for a uh a nice tag team title run and i'd be lying if i said i didn't want to see these guys really uh break through and and do something tonight but i gotta be honest i and, and i said this last night on quick picks i'm sticking with the young bucks uh generation me i think that you know they've beaten them before and they're gonna do it again because the Motor City Machine Guns tend to look past these guys and not take them serious. And I think that's what we're going to see tonight. I think that they are going to get the win. They're going to find a way to uh, to beat the Machine Guns and, and move on to a tag team title shot against well, Beer Money. Well, Shark, uh, I got a private message from Latino718. Apparently he was saying that uh, Teddy Hart got fired from AAA. Uh, apparently that's a rumor, but I figured if anyone would know, you would. The terminology, just to clarify for Latino 718 and everybody else, is that Mr. Hart, and I've never called him that, (laughs) had a bit of a tiff, if you will, with one, and I know everybody's going to be shocked when I say this, he had a bit of a tiff and a riff with Conan, and Conan being very much in the office and very much in the owner's back pocket, some would say somewhere more to the side or the front of the pants area, read into that what you might, that he was told to take a bit of a break from AAA. He wasn't fired, but he is on a bit of a hiatus and has taken some other bookings uh, with Jersey All-Pro, with uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, and with uh, a certain Puerto Rican promotion that is still cool. Well, you know, it's stuff like this. When I keep hearing rumors that, you know, Ted is going to go back to the WWE, 
it's it's stuff like this that just shows me that that's just not going to happen. Well, you know, I said on this very program prior to the holidays, Double J, that that Ted Hart had a tryout booked with WWE in Florida Championship Wrestling, and for whatever reason, that didn't happen. And he was, you know, and, and I take everything that, and Ted, Ted and I have known each other for a long time. As a matter of fact, I've known him uh, since he was about five. And you have to know, and Dave can back me up on this, you have to know that anything that Ted Hart says you have to take with a grain of salt. Because it's all about him. And um, as, as Kissy Dumplings, and I can't even believe I, I said those two words in the same sentence, said in the chat, Ted who? Well, you know what? As, as Excuse my language. As fucked up as Ted Hart is, when he's on a good day, there ain't nobody that can out-wrestle him. And it's just unfortunate that he hasn't focused and brought his talent to fruition and, and gone on in his career, and soon it's going to pass him by. Go ahead. What a beautiful setup we just saw as one of Generation Me uh, was on just about to go for the X and the other member of Generation Me down on the ground as Saban jumps off the guy on the ground and spears the guy trying to hang off the X. I'm not really sure the names of Generation Me. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe you guys can enlighten Jer- me. Jeremy is Jeremy the blonde. And, and Max. And Max is, uh, is this guy here. Or as my six-year-old somewhat part- part-time wrestling fan calls him, Max and Ruby. Max and <laughs> Ruby. That's awesome. That sounds like something Lexi would say. Because she watches Max and Ruby. There you go. <laughs> and you sit here and watch it with her, don't you? Well, you know, when you're a parent, sometimes you have to do things. That's true. Uh, make light of this. this While she's uh, watching Max and Ruby, I'm usually doing something else on the computer. Seeing as how I'm the busiest motherfucker on the internet today with all my fucking radio shows on a network that's not a network. That's uh, Max right there. Max is the uh, is the <coughs> has the brown black hair and... And uh, Jeremy has the blondish brown hair. Oh, what a beautiful maneuver. As He he went for an inside roll-up, and he turned it into a face buster. Fantastic. And and he really busted his face. I'm surprised that that Saban doesn't have a busted nose. What a great match that we have seen so far. The X Division is doing exactly what they said they were going to do tonight. Uh, this, This match has been awesome thus far. Like we said uh, last night on Quick Picks, these three X-Division showcase matches, Shark, had to be three completely unique matches that feature different elements or else the Flippy Flippy fans uh, or anti-Flippy Flippy fans would would just be uh, hating it a lot more and it would destroy the, the, the innovation that the X-Division really is. Give me this style over punch kick, punch kick any day. This, some would say Flippy Floppy, this is... This is entertaining. This reminds me of TNA in its infancy, the Wednesday night pay-per-views. Um, and, and, wow, you know, some would say it's, it's too contrived and too overbooked. What's and this I, and, right I can, here? and I can see that, and we're just witnessing one of those. All four men hanging off the, uh, the cables as Shelley falls. Max is down. Jeremy's down. Saban's still hanging, but he drops. Ruby's down. <laughs> oh, oh, super Jesus. kick to the face of Saban by Jeremy. I think this is uh, a lower level for the X than it's been uh, for the 
the six-sided. Oh, yeah. Yes, this is the lowest I've ever seen it, when a certain uh, Mr. Divine fell on the back of his neck, and I thought I almost fell out of my chair when I saw that, and, and uh, the X was a lot higher than what it is now. Wow, Anton, and, and then a huge jump outside of the ring. No shit. I mean, Generation Me, they're great, but I mean, could we maybe not rip off the Hardy Boys? I mean, we're talking even like ring style from '98, '99, and and the same setup finisher moves. I mean, this is kind of a, a blatant ripoff. Have you guys noticed? Uh, and I certainly did on this past uh, Friday night SmackDown edition that. Matt Hardy really needs to stop eating so many jelly beans and get back to, to doing some sit-ups because the boy's looking fat. Yeah, fat Hardy? Fat Hardy. Yep. There you go. You know what, guys? I mean, I think we say this every year because we see these Ultimate X ladder matches from these TNA guys. What the hell are they going to do for Money in the Bank? But Money in the Bank always delivers. It really I, does. I'm still confused about Money in the Bank. I don't know if it's 8. I don't know if it's 10. I don't know if it's 9. It's 8. It's it. I looked earlier on, uh, on in the day. Davey, maybe you confirm, you did, can did confirm remove, that. Did uh, they remove... I they, haven't seen SmackDown from this week. Well, they, they, t- they took, yes. and, and out? Yeah. And, and well, double of, double J of, and I were, were discussing this earlier on uh, in the week. And, and, yes, in fact, they removed... I, I don't know whether it's still happening, but they removed Drew McIntyre from the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. He was the ninth, and now they're back down to eight. But this past Friday on... On uh, Friday Night SmackDown, it it seems to me that that one uh, blonde-haired uh, the Diggler, Zolfi, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler. What, what, what do you call him? I call him Mister Ziggles. Zolf, Z- Mister Ziggles, the Ziggenator. Zolf Diggler. Zolf, we're calling him Zolf Diggler from now on. That's right. If you're dyslexic, it's 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 Zolf Diggler. But anyways, they're they're pushing him pretty hard and. Uh, um, oh, what what a hellacious bump there for Jeremy. As there Saban, you go. Saban grabs the X. This match is Chris over. Saban. Good. Good. I'm happy with that because you know what? Bring in the, the hot new young bucks, the Generation Me, Max and Ruby, and uh, uh, basically push them to the stars. <laughs> but I'm glad that they have not neglected the long-standing hard work and innovation and innovative wrestling that... The Motor City Machine Guns have accepted in TNA, and finally they're going to get their long-deserved title shot. And uh, Chris Saban and, and Alex Shelley are spectacular wrestlers and arguably one of the top tag teams of the last few years and uh, finally going to get a chance. And they're, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, Double J, with um, the current tag team champions and their pending split and the upcoming match that they're going to have with uh, Beer Money Incorporated. You know what? I'm 2-2 two and two right now. It's an up and down pay-per-view, but I'm 2-2 two and two, and I'm actually looking forward to that, but I think the tag team championships ultimately have to go to Beer Money tonight. Hernandai well, and, and Morgan are done after tonight. I, well, we've been saying that for a couple of months now, but I think tonight you're, you're going to be right. Um, we've just been updated by the anarchist in the chat that in fact Drew McIntyre is still listed in the Money in the Bank yeah, ladder match on WWE.com. Yeah. And uh, um, they're, they're playing around with it. And, uh, um, you know, the, the Money in the Bank ladder match uh, at WrestleMania the last couple of years has been, if not the highlight of the night, then certainly right up there. And uh, as good a time as any, Double J, to tell everybody, of course, that with the spectacular that is WrestleMania 26 emanating from the uh, University of Arizona, 
Stadium and the home of the uh, Arizona Cardinals of the National Football League next week that we're on early. Yes, we are on early. As a matter of fact, uh, they're you know they're coming on early, so we're going to be coming on early. Um, I'll have to like look at the schedule again and find out exactly how we're going to do this uh, next Sunday for WrestleMania. As I'm thinking, we're going to be on location, uh, not necessarily here at Casa de la Sexe. We're going to Zona. Uh, we're not going to Arizona, no. Damn. I, I'm we're not going to be on Radio Row with Monday Night Mayhem? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be a cheap bastard and uh, not shell out the tickets for you fuckers. Sorry. It's bad enough I pay for everything else. So, uh, Well, I mean, the schedule right now As well is, you should. Well, guys, I can't, like, I can't wait to go four hours uh, th- this week uh, for WrestleMania 26. Should be a great show, just like WrestleMania 25 is. And... If you go to SundayNightShowdown.com right now, you can go to the archive section and get our WrestleMania 25 broadcast. Really, really good uh, broadcast. I, I had a lot of fun that night, and we're really looking forward to doing it. So 7 o'clock Eastern for WrestleMania. Four hours for them, four hours for us, which means 6 o'clock Eastern is Quick Picks. And obviously uh, we'll be live the night before at 10 o'clock Eastern for Quick Picks. And then our one-hour condensed replay that a lot of people enjoyed earlier this evening, one hour prior to the pay-per-view. Don't forget, as Audio Wrestling always does, they're going to have a huge, spectacular, pre-game, 13-hour broadcast. If, if it's anything like last year, obviously we're going to headline as the, uh, as the showstoppers, as the main events, because that's what we do. and We headline a WrestleMania, and <clears throat> Audio Wrestling is going to have their full full pregame show so check them out and i believe monday night mayhem will be doing some stuff ministry of slam will be doing some stuff of course we'll come in with quick picks then we'll go four hours and uh we'll probably stick around maybe we'll get the trade dog on the line and we get and the trade dog maybe we'll get Siciliano, uh, maybe a little andy to me phone here. to me we'll we, we'll go on a post show as long as you guys want to go if you guys want an eight-hour postgame show that's fine with me. There ain't going to be no eight-hour post-game show. We have to let the producer and the owner, uh, uh, Mr. Money in, the, Money in His Pocket over here, decide who's going to be on, what's going to happen. But as always, WrestleMania on Sunday Night Showdown is going to be fun, and it's going to be spectacular. And this year it's going to be better than it's ever been before because, well, it will be. Let's just put it that way. That's right. Um, but, you know, with that said, there's a lot going on with WrestleMania, and I, I kind of want to uh, discuss a little bit about what's going on with the E-Fed. Uh, I will have the new episode up by Tuesday. Unfortunately, I was supposed to have it up this weekend, but I have literally been so busy, guys. I have not had a chance. Over the next couple of days, I'm going to tape everything, get it put up on YouTube, and it will be readily available uh, on Tuesday, so you'll be able to watch it then. Uh, just a reminder, though, as well, this will be our go-home show into our own WrestleMania, which will not air next week for us. The week after WrestleMania, which I don't have the date in front of me, uh, I'm sure it's the first week of April, but the first Sunday in April, we will debut uh, SCW WrestleMania for the E-Fed, and I've got a lot of big things planned, and I'll let you guys know, you know, all that are involved in the E-Fed, what matches you're going to be in, and it's going to be a good time, I think you guys are going to enjoy it, and dare I say, I think that my WrestleMania is going to completely dominate and overshadow what the WWE puts on. Just trust me on that one. There's going to be so many WrestleMania moments on this pay-per-view, you're not going to know what to think. Can you give us a bit of a sneak peek and a hint as to uh, 
the some of the matches on the debut of the EFED Showdown Championship Wrestling uh, in the EFED, which is going to debut this this Tuesday. Well, yeah, we're in the uh, the the third round, basically, or I guess the second round of the tag team uh, title tournament. Uh, we've got the Trey Dog and JSK taking on the team of the Board of Education, consisting of the Power Andy Knowles and his tag team partner manager, Mr. V. Mr. V. Uh, the winner of that match will move on to the finals at WrestleMania. We've also got, uh, let me see, what is, yeah, well, we've, we've, we've got, well, right now we've got Six and Scott Hall walking to the ring. Thanks for distracting me. Well, when you don't have contracts, you don't get music and you don't get pyro, but, but, I guess. But just a minute, and we're going to get right back to uh, Double J's update of the up, upcoming E-Fed show, which is going to debut on Tuesday, but, oh my God. They're in wrestling gear. Sean Waltman and Scott Hall are actually in wrestling gear. And, and you know, I hearken back to the... I'm having a Thursday Night Thunder flashback. Hall actually looking not too bad. A little chunky. but uh, And, and six-pack, he's got on his 1-2-3 uh, gimmick from years and years ago. But uh, obviously they've been hitting the gym and the tanning booth this week. Go ahead and lighten us on the, the goings-on or the EFED debuting this Tuesday night. And, of course, we've also got the second match. Uh, the winner of this match will also move on to the finals of WrestleMania as the uh, North American Exchange, Flair 16-time and Shin Sensei, <laughs> will take on um, the team of the IRA, Evan O'Brien and Patrick Hooligan. The winner of that match, like I said, will move on to WrestleMania to face the winner of Trey Dog, JSK, or Board of Education. That is going to be... And that is the final at WrestleMania. That's some good tag team E-Fed action. Now, the Evan O'Brien, is that the From Headlocks to Headlines owner, Evan O'Brien? It is, yes. Wow. So there's some, there's some highfalutin, normally finagling and finagling entertainers and E-Fed talent that you've amassed from the internet wrestling community to be part of... Of the E-Fed. Absolutely. Unbelievable. And and that'll debut this Tuesday evening, and, and how can they view it? Well, it will be obviously on my YouTube player. I might even uh, I might even take it a step further and maybe debut it on Facebook. I've noticed they've upped the limits to the videos. That you can yeah, have longer videos. Yeah, i So uh, I will let everybody know exactly. Again, I do have a show tomorrow night with Wrestling News Live. So it'll, it'll, you'll be able to access it maybe through the Sunday Night Showdown Facebook page, or will you have to go to SundayNightShowdown.com to access it? Well, like I said, it's probably going to be on both. You okay, can probably go to SundayNightShowdown.com on the eFed page, right. and there's a YouTube player on the page with okay. all the videos. Outstanding. Or you can, uh, like I said, maybe I'll put it on Facebook as well and uh, make a big deal out of it there. But either way, it will be readily available by Tuesday. I'll get everything worked out. So. That'll be fun. So now we're, we're basically into this match with, uh, with Hall and Pac taking on Kevin Nash... And EY. And the tip of this is, if Hall and Pac win, then they get a contract. I think we all know what's going to happen here. I think we all see the turn. Kevin Nash will turn on Eric Young. And the Wolfpack will be reformed. They will get their contracts. And they'll be Bischoff's basic hired help and run roughshod over the company. The meanwhile... The obvious thing is that they build Eric Young into into being a major star from this angle, from getting screwed over by Kevin Nash and the Wolfpack. 
he'll have somebody to feud with. He'll get people behind him, and, and I think it's a good move for EY. So I'm happy either way. And and all of that, if it plays out like that, should make it very interesting. And if you look at the back of uh, Scott Hall's tights, it's a holdover from the clique, and he's got that on the back of his tights. But you know, you can you can only hope that that's Double J and Internet Dave. What's going to happen? Uh, I think we all you know are of the same opinion that if we have to be subjected to the to X, six Lupez five, dick to the mouth by to, Eric Young to six pack and Scott Hall being in TNA at least put them back with with uh, Kevin Nash and let them play out the wolf pack all together yeah exactly don't forget if you are listening to us for the very first time uh, Sunday Night Showdown Facebook page, definitely come in and join us because uh, we'd like to have as many members as possible. So uh, definitely check that out because you get instant updates about all the shows on the network of Misfit Shows and uh, the island of Misfit Shows, I should say. And obviously you can join uh, the uh, the Facebook pages of, of Jeff himself and of, and of me and, and everybody's on there. So uh it's a great way to communicate with all the other fans here on uh, Sunday Night Showdown and Wrestling News Live. And, and, we, and they, we, we've just been in contact with uh, the Nielsen Company in uh, in uh, Los Angeles, California, and the the numbers uh, that are being generated tonight from this very show might be outdoing the Canadian pay-per-view buy rate. For TNA Destination X, and for those of you that that weren't with us off the top, um, as the production guru of Sunday Night Showdown, the one and only JJ Sexay was trying to purchase the pay per view from the good people at Telus Television here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and it was on the grid that, of course, the pre-show was on, and it didn't give you the opportunity to purchase it, so we didn't. And I hasten to say that at some point in the next 24 to 48 hours, one Dixie Carter and the financial empire at Panda Energy and Total Nonstop Action Wrestling is going to be asking Telus TV, what the fuck is going on and where's our motherfucking money? Because in other words, ladies and gentlemen, what we're trying to say is, I'm watching this pay-per-view for free. Because it says free view. Well, you know, it's, it's about time. Free We've preview. been covering every TNA pay-per-view, Sunday night pay-per-view, for probably three or four years. And it's about time we got uh, a lucky break. Comp, once in, right. Once in, for once in a while. Well, and, and you guys never paid for the for the pay-per-views at Bottoms Up, but but since we've been doing it here... Well, you here, know, the owner really, really liked us a lot, so... Uh, well, I, 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 heard he did, I actually heard he didn't really like you, Dave, but uh, um, uh, the rest of the rest of the crew was, was well-liked. And uh, Nary, uh, an alcoholic beverage, was purchased. And, and Well, you know. I'll say this for that particular pub. Uh, nobody can say to me that I never paid my way there. Now, granted, I didn't pay for access in, but I do distinctly remember my wife and I having quite the bill every time we went to the bar to watch a show, whether it was food or drinks. So... Uh, I think we kept you in business. Thank you for that, because without your patronage, I would have been out of business long before that. That's but, true. But, you know, th- there was there was a, a steady flow of your favorite beverage, free Jack Daniels. There and that was. doesn't mean let Jack Daniels out of jail. It means you never paid, motherfucker. So. <laughs> but we missed that. I, 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 need, I think one show that, that 
Actually, the Boom Boom is going to rejoin us. I think we need to bust out the peach schnapps and the, the Jack Daniels. When, when the hell is it your birthday? When is oh, that no, coming up? Survivor November. Series. November. Oh, okay. November. All right. Yeah, it, it made perfect sense that Harmony would marry Jeff because his birthday's near Survivor Series and her birthday's near ro- the Royal Rumble. Well, so it just makes perfect sense. I, 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 come on, Dave. Just because that's the case doesn't mean that they plan their whole lives around wrestling pay-per-views and, and you know, that, that they have a certain style of sex around lockdown or anything like that. That's not what we're inferring Only here. four weeks what, so away they, they have, lockdown they have, I know that. That's why I brought it up. Uh, that, that, in fact, that... That, and I don't think Boom Boom's listening tonight. She's actually working, thank God for me. But uh, yeah. and, and she she never listens to the archive. She's too busy with far far more important I'm things than, than, than this than, than our little show. But uh, um, Dave, come on, like to infer that that their lives are wrapped around wrestling and sports entertainment is is rather is rather low of you, just to tell you the truth. Well, you know what? Kevin Nash has not been yeah, tagged. He changes this subject, right? Boom. Kevin fuck, Nash fuck is, you, Shark. I'm not talking about that. Kevin Nash has yet to be tagged into the match as Sean Waltman's getting some spray paint and spraying it in the face of Eric Young. Very nice. Sell it, Dave. Sell it. <laughs> and, and Kevin Nash has yet to, uh, to enter the ring at this point. He looks like he's in all right shape. I mean, he's got the he's in all right. He's got the pot belly going on, but damn, he looks pretty good. Double J, has, has Dave been watching Don West uh, Shop Network or something? What? God, he sold that spray paint like it was the, the last thing he was ever going to do on his show. Oh my God! Oh my God! He's getting spray paint in the face. Oh my God! Oh my God! He he's got a family. Damn Here it. comes Nash. Uh, I, I wait a minute. Kevin Nash is torn a quadricep entering the ring over the top rope. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, he's okay. No, he's okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, and here comes the jackknife powerbomb on Eric Young. The most obvious angle in the history of obvious angles. Since since, uh, we watched the very same thing with Hogan and these three brutes. How many years ago now, Dave? Did they pull that off uh, in WCW? Back to the Beach? 1996. 96. That long ago, eh? Are we going for some handcuffs? Oh. He's tagging in. Oh, that, that's that's wonderful. He jackknifes him, <laughs> takes him to the corner, and then tags EY in after he's been jackknifed. And there it is, the X Factor. This match is over as it looks like Six Pac is about to go for the pin. Wasn't Waltman the head of the, the worst faction in the history of wrestling? You mean X Factor? Yeah, him, Prince Albert, and, and Just Incredible. And that was just played wrong. Oh, yeah. it looks like it might be time for a razor's edge, ladies and gentlemen. I remember, I remember being at a show where they appeared, and the three of them just got absolutely negative, like the wrong kind of heat. It was oh. just pathetic. Looked like he almost had trouble getting EY up. Yeah. And here comes the razor's edge. And there it is. One of the worst razor's edges of all time. I think Dusty Adonis as a Dusty remote, or how is it? Razor Dusty. Dusty Ramon? Razor Adonis? There you go. (laughs) There you go. So there we go. They called him Pac. I think everyone saw this coming from a mile away. As in fudge? Anyways. So it looks like the Wolfpack are back, ladies and gentlemen. I might have to go see if I can find the Wolfpack theme here in a few minutes. The band is back together again, ladies and gentlemen. Black and red reigns again in TNA. And uh, could you ever have believed that Kevin Nash would be would be a, a baby face for, for very long because 
he he just works better as a heel, just like what the hell? Spray, spray paint. He had spray oh, paint I, under I, the it ring. Looked like he was looking for his crack pipe underneath the freaking nope. ring. And now they're about to spray paint EY. Actually, what are they going to spray paint him with? Well, it's not going to be NWO. Wolfpack. WP. How about OWN? Oh, it's. Oh, yes. oh, they're they're chalking him. Yeah, they're chalking, yeah, they're chalking him. him. Yeah, that's awesome. So you think they're going to uh, they're going to change mats before the next Probably. match? Uh, I don't think so. No, you don't. They're going to leave it there. The, the, the chalk. I think the order of the match matches tonight. Maybe, maybe this whole thing with uh, with Matt Morgan doesn't happen after all. Maybe him and Hernandez actually do get along because do you want two matches where uh, where the guy turns? Oh, it's a Wolfpack music partner. How do they have this music? Shouldn't they own the rights to it? How doesn't Vince own everything? How. Tatanka in the house. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't Vince own everything and anything that WCW ever did? You'd think so. Chatters, uh, let me know. I, I don't know the answer on this. Like, to be able to say Wolfpack and have this music. So let, let's review, Dave, the the match by Kevin Nash were enter the ring over the top rope. Yes, Terra Quad. Yes, Terra Quad, do what he did, and exit the ring through the second and third rope. And he's sweating like he just well, wrestled he, for an hour. And he hit, uh, he hit a jackknife powerbomb on Eric Young. Right. Well, <clears throat> what, what astounded me was as Scott Hall was walking to the ring, he was sweating profusely at that point. Yeah. Just crazy. As uh, Kurt Mangold, Kurt Angle, pardon me, was looking at the uh, dog tag that has been repeatedly used by Ken Anderson, Pardon me, Mr. Anderson, as Curtis had enough, and he is burning in effigy, ladies and gentlemen, the promotional TNAWrestling.com picture of Ken Anderson live and on free pay-per-view. Who would have thought that in 2010 I would get a free TNA pay-per-view? Thank you, TNA. And I, for one, would like to go on record as saying that on behalf of Internet Dave... And J.J. Sexay, and I don't speak on behalf of either one of them at all, ever. But on this very occasion, I can know with a, beyond a shadow of a doubt that I can speak on behalf of both of them that I say this from the bottom of our collective hearts here on Sunday Night Showdown, that tonight, for the first time in total nonstop action history for a pay-per-view, we feel as though we are definitely getting our money's worth. I'll tell you one thing. I, I got some updates from the chatters about the exact issue I, I brought up. Yes. Apparently, because it's a, a remix of the theme, there's nothing they can do about it. And yeah, because you can the, remix... the, wolf, the wolf bang at the moon is, is basically a sound effect. Yeah. And then they they go into the, the hip-hop just song, like... which is not the same song, I don't think, Dave. No. Is... Well, it, it sounded extremely like it. Right. But it's the same thing with, uh, with Ric Flair's music. And apparently, according to the anarchists, Hall and Nash own Wolfpack with a C, but Vince owns Wolfpack with a CK. So now hold, hold on one one second so, here. Hold on. Let, so you're telling me that this is not the same song we just heard. Wolfpack is back with Nevada's instruction. Okay, shut up, that, Dave. That, Jesus, I thought he wasn't allowed to rap either. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> yeah, that's the same song I just heard. That's the exact same song I just heard. And this is. Well, I, I think that somebody probably 
Pat Patterson, who sits around and listens to us on Sunday night, two two Sundays out of the month, and is probably watching the pay-per-view because he doesn't have anything else to do, and the Fink isn't around to uh, to take care of his every womanly need. Anyways, um, I, I don't know. Uh, somebody's going to get into some shit for using that theme. I think if we just listen to this theme music uh, during the X Division match, it'll be a lot more entertaining than... We, we, should, we should do, do one show, Double J, with like music bad throughout the whole thing. You know, there are shows <laughs> that do that. I, I just... know. I, I don't like it, but but it was fun. it was fun. Uh, Doug Williams and wow, Randy Myers is <laughs> seething. Ravenous yeah. Randy Myers is seething. But you know, good to see Shannon Moore good in to see Shannon Moore working in, in, in TNA and and working. I, I've always thought a lot about his. Uh, his wrestling, he, he's a fantastic performer, and they do leave the uh, effigy of Eric Young on the mat. You know what? Come on. No, no. You know what I want to happen now? I want the next person to get pinned. I want somebody to drag him into that little thing and pin him. And, yeah, and like and pin that. him. And Doug then, Williams would do that. Or, or, I, or like powerbomb somebody through that image and have him go right through the mat. But uh, uh, Shannon Moore, last time he was around these parts was for uh, an independent wrestling show in, in Banff. Yep. And, and uh, um, that show didn't draw very well, and Shannon Moore has <laughs> never been a, a, really, Shannon Moore's fault. a really good draw. Well, you know, it's it's funny because Gregory Helms, uh, another part of that Hardy group who trained on the trampoline, is going to be uh, joining him in about 77 days, I think. But uh, apparently because it's a parody, you can get away with it. That's why the Blue World Order was allowed to uh, exist for as long as it did. Say hello to the blue guy. Say hello what? to the blue guy. Anyways. Um, I, you know what? I, it doesn't really matter at this point. If they sue TNA, big fucking whoop de doo I'm pretty sure, like, like they said, that uh, that Hall and Nash pretty much own the Wolfpack name. And, you know, it is what it is. Well, you know what, guys? Uh, we're not going to get a chance to join you on Sunday Night Showdown until after the Hall of Fame ceremony has been completed. And, I mean, obviously the... Uh, the uh, <clears throat> the king of, of Stampede Wrestling was Stu Hart, and storyline or not, he gets in. Yeah, a lot of people might be pissed off that, that Stu Hart is in simply because Steve Austin ruled that over Vince McMahon as part of a storyline, but Shark, five to ten years from now, nobody's going to remember the, st- the storyline, but they'll know that, uh, that Stu Hart is, is part of this WWE Hall of Fame, and I can't wait... I'm really looking forward to everything that the Hall of Fame is going to be this year. Yeah, a lot of people don't know as much about Gorgeous George and Antonio Inoki as they would about other wrestlers. But uh, Wendy Richter, Mad Dog Vachon, The Million Dollar Man, Gorgeous George, Antonio Inoki, Stu Hart, and maybe they'll add somebody tomorrow night should be a fantastic night uh, this coming Saturday. Well, and you know what, and I've said this on this very show many times, and I'll say it again, that... Arguably, my second favorite night of the wrestling calendar year is the night before WrestleMania. WrestleMania always been, always will be my favorite show of the year. But the Hall of Fame, the night before Mania, is always a lot of fun. And really, this year, it wasn't exceedingly planned out well in advance. We've sort of been getting you know, announcements as to who's going to be inducted over the last few weeks. But really... The the influence of the inductees this year 
if you look at past years, this year has some of the most influential people in the history of the wrestling business and industry of all time. When you're talking about, and Vince McMahon said it in his own words, Gorgeous George influenced the wrestling industry like nobody else before and nobody else since. Uh, and that, that's a wonderful point. I'm extremely, of all the inductees that they've announced, uh, you know, I think Stu Hart is deserving. I think that he deserves a place in there. But, I mean, let's, let's be real honest here. It's not like the WWE Hall of Fame is like a legitimate Hall of Fame. It's whoever Vince wants to put in on a yearly basis. Now, with the Gorgeous George thing, I'm extremely excited to see Gorgeous George uh, get inducted. And I think it's great that his, uh, his 90-year-old wife is going to be the one to induct him. But not only did Gorgeous George revolutionize uh, professional wrestling and take it to another height, uh, so many people took so many aspects of his character. Muhammad Ali... Uh, saw Gorgeous George and decided that he wanted to model his uh, his character in boxing after Gorgeous George and be hated. And he was one of the most hated boxers in the history of the sport. And, and, and there was arguably, never, up until that time, Double J, a, there was never a quote-unquote heel boxer. There there was the Max Schmelings, the, the, uh, the Rocky Marcianos, that at times in their career, for whatever they might have done at that time, that there was a, a, an exorbitant amount of fans that didn't like them. But Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay in those days, was the guy that, that fashioned his whole persona because he liked what Gorgeous Dor- George did as a heel in the wrestling business back in the late 40s and early 50s when he first became, Dave, sorry, when he first became a worldwide phenomenon. You know what, I would agree with that, and, and when you look at the uh, the dawn of Gorgeous George, when he actually started his thing up, uh, the golden age of, of wrestling, as it were, back in the you know late 40s, early 50s, when television was just getting its start... Dumont uh, TV out of Chicago and all of it. It was, yeah. you know, he was a colorful character that you don't really see anymore in professional wrestling. That's the problem. You look at the rosters of both TNA, WWE, any indie promotion... And there's very few guys that really stand out because nobody has a gimmick anymore. They've gotten away from the gimmicks. And that, to me, that's, that's the worst thing. If you guys look at what I'm doing with the EFED, everybody in the EFED has some sort of gimmick. I've given you a gimmick name. I've given you something because I want you to stand out and be something in this EFED. And I just, I really have a problem with today's product when you don't have a lot of gimmicks for guys. It, it, it's the same, you know, 20 guys that look just alike, they're all bodybuilders, you know, back in the day used to have the fat guy, used to have the strong guy, used to have the, the short guy it was all about what you could do and what your gimmick was, now it's just you know, you got a well-built guy, he's a wrestler big fucking deal. Well here's the thing when, when, when televised wrestling matches and back in the day it was all live it was live on NBC it was live as we, we have a finish and we have Global, uh, or pardon me, uh, the the champion. Doug Williams has retained. Looks like he used a board to do so. Right. My my point is that that back in the day, wrestling was live on on network television, the Dumont Network out of Chicago, and and the character that Gorgeous George was, he was the preamble for the Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, 
He was the preamble for the Nature Boy Ric Flair, for uh, Superstar Billy Graham, for, for Jesse the Body. He was the original innovator of the quote-unquote gimmick. There were, in, in those days, the Antonio Rocas, uh, who was basically a glorified gymnast, who uh, Vince McMahon Sr. took um, and, and, and turned into the preamble to Edward Carpentier and, and uh, Eric Froelich and some of the modern-day gymnast-based wrestlers. But uh, Gorgeous George was, was an icon, and he was the original icon in wrestling. And uh, finally, and, and like I said before, from at the beginning, you know, when we all started to think about the Hall of Fame this year, uh, there really wasn't anybody of note. But now, you've got Gorgeous George, you've got Antonio Inoki, the godfather, second to none, of Japanese professional wrestling. Only maybe the giant Baba might be in uh, Antonio Inoki's category. But not only Inoki being inducted, but Inoki being inducted by Stan the Lariat Hansen, to me, is absolutely unbelievable. And... Uh, Having talked extensively to uh, our friend Jason Clevitz, who who interviewed Stan the Lariat Hansen down in Los Angeles for the Wrestle Reunion um, not that long ago, uh, and for those of you, and I think that there is many New Age wrestling fans or modern day wrestling fans that have never seen or heard Stan the Lariat Hansen speak, you're in for a treat. This guy is a walking encyclopedia, and, and nobody put the fear of God into the wrestling fans like Stan the Lariat Hansen back in the old AWA. But, but having said that, not only Gorgeous George, not only Antonio Inoki, but a true Canadian wrestling legend, and I don't mean Stu Hart, and he is that, the, the, the master of the dungeon and... and and curator of Stampede Wrestling, um, and and he he had trained so many famous wrestlers from superstar Billy Graham to Don Morocco. If you go out and rent or buy the Hall of Fame DVD from 2005, uh, at least half the wrestlers that were inducted that year credited Stu Hart for his training or for their training. A guy who's going to be inducted this year by um, Pat Patterson, another Quebec uh, wrestling, uh, really, icon, is none other than Mad Dog Vachon, who, um, if you're not familiar with Mad Dog, he was the original crazy man in the old American Wrestling Association and had some unbelievable feuds with uh, a number of famous wrestlers, including uh, the Crusher, but also... Uh, the feud that he and his brother, uh, Paul the Butcher Vachon, had with a number of tag teams, not the least of which was uh, Baron Von Rasky and, and the Crusher and the Crusher and Dick the Bruiser. But this year's Hall of Fame induction ceremony, Internet Dave and Double J, should be unbelievable. I, I mean, Cindy Lauper in, in, inducting Wendy Richter, um, and I'm sure... Whoa, 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 whoa. It, Roddy Piper is inducting. Uh, Roddy Piper is in, in, inducting Wendy Richter. Pardon me, but Cindy Lauper is busy doing the Celebrity Apprentice right now with Maria. Celebrity Apprentice and Goldberg and, and Goldberg. <laughs> there, there you go. And you know that when that happens, that somewhere up in the big wrestling ring in the sky, that the rubber-faced 
Captain Lou Albano is going to be looking down, smiling, and chuckling. And with that said, guys, we're going to take our next commercial break of the evening. I've decided to put the Wolfpack theme in rotation, so you'll be hearing that momentarily. But we'll be right back with more continuing live coverage of TNA Destination X. As it looks like we're going to be setting up for our tag team uh, title match between Hernandai and Morgan taking on Beer Money. We'll be right back right after this. Heroes. Real American heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Designer. Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Designer. While lesser designers would shy away from putting 300-pound men in spandex, you embrace it. Yes, you do. Pushing fashion to its limits, literally, you pair tights with a cape, a leotard with a mask, leather boots with a thong. All understated ways of saying, I'm going to rip your head off and look fabulous doing it. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Guy. Because without you, a man crushing another man's head in his arms would just look silly. Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Guy. 
Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real The needle tears a hole The old familiar sting Try to kill it all away But I remember everything What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the air And you could have it all My empire of dirt
guys, we're back right here, SundayNightShowdown.com, bringing you live pay-per-view coverage of TNA's Destination X. Of course, I'm joined by none other than the worldwide phenomenon, Internet Dave, who's got a mouthful of pizza, or he talk, and of course, Mark the Shark DiCarlo, who doesn't have a mouthful of pizza, and can talk. Ooh, wrong pot, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, my... my uh, my c- congratulations to the uh, culinary and uh, catering department here at Sunday Night Showdown this evening. The pizza is outstanding. And uh, speaking of outstanding, I'd just like to say that uh, being probably one of the most critical TNA pay-per-view people in the IWC, that the pay-per-view tonight has been exceedingly entertaining and match-by-match has been very well booked. And very well thought out. Even the, the, the Nash Hall Xbox thing? Well, well, I mean, Doug Williams and and uh, <laughs> Doug Williams and Shannon Moore was good for what it was. Yeah. Uh, that one was good what for was what it, it was. <laughs> it was short. It was short. <laughs> uh, right to this point, Matt Morgan has yet to hit a real impactful offensive move as he basically uh, is trying to teach... Uh, Hernandai, how to be a, a real pro wrestler. Holy shit, he got it right that time. Right. It is Hernandai. And and you know what? Uh, I really wish that they would forgive us for wanting the end of the impending split between Morgan and Hernandai because the whole thing has become exceedingly over-nauseating and uh, hopefully the end is near because the, the overbooking on the pending split has been... Uh, Enough's enough. Like if you're gonna, you've been teasing it for a while. Obviously, Morgan saying I'm the man and you're not, and this is how it's done, and you can't do it properly. And uh, you know, please have mercy on us already and uh, get it done or don't get it done. But uh, you have to think that the split is going to happen. Hopefully, on this very pay-per-view, on this very night. Well, you know what? Even if the second and third hour aren't to your liking, find a copy of this show for that first hour because. The X Division match, the ladder match was outstanding. The women's match was very, very good. And the uh, Ultimate X was outstanding also. And that was just the first hour. So, I mean, no matter how, if this if this show com- goes completely to garbage from this point on, get a copy the first just hour. to see that first yeah. hour. I mean, the, the Ultimate X, Dave, and the ladder match were two of the best matches that I have seen in TNA in a very long time. I'm expecting... Big things from Anderson and Angle, and the main event with AJ and the Abyss, Abyss, or the Man in the Mask, um, should be good. They, they've wrestled a number of times uh, against each other over the last couple of years, and they've always had had entertaining and exciting matches. You mean the match where Abyssomania is running wild, brother? Wow. Where Abyss is gonna 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 Hulk up. He's going to use the ring of power. He's going to hold it up to the air, and he's going to say, I have the power, brother. And you know what? Is it me, or is not only Abyss and in WWE Kane, did you like them a lot better, both when they didn't talk? (laughs) I know I did. If I could make a correction in the chat room, someone just asked if uh, Hernandez's name is Hernandi. Uh, We call him Hernandi because that's the name the Pope gave him. 
you know, D'Angelo De Niro calls him Hernandai, and I just like it better. So on this show, we've made it a rule that he is no longer referred to as Hernandez. He is forevermore now known as Hernandai. And why? It's because the Pope has spoken. That's right. The Pope speaks and we listen. It's true. And, uh, of course, Nigel McGinnis is officially known on this network as Desmond Wolf. By the way, are we going to be opening up the, uh, the Skype line a little bit later on and hear from some of the usual suspects? We will, because I think we're going to kick somebody out in about ten minutes. Ah. You know, top of the hour, I think I'm going to fire Dave. Oh, I, I thought I was going to have to call a cab there for a second. You love the rear running spot, don't you? As he shakes his head, which is great for radio, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's not some, like we have a camera here, Dave. I say, love beer money. Even say, though they're supposed to be heels, but apparently now they're not again. Double J, you know, have you heard this before? Some would say, some would say that, that Internet Dave has a great face for radio. I would agree. <laughs> Anyways. Also, I, I heard a rumor this week, Dave, and maybe CJ, you could, what the fuck? Maybe you could confirm or deny this, that in fact you've traded it in your car and are running around the streets of Calgary in a beer money cart. Is that, is that true? Or, I mean, I know it's been nice out, but... Well, yeah, I mean, that, that told you that, that they had apparently done a heel turn because... Uh, he changed the subject. Because James Storm didn't come out with that beer cart thing, so... Damn... Wow. Hernandez comes into the ring with a nice slingshot um, shoulder block onto James Storm. Is Homicide still in TNA? Uh, he's yeah. there in theory. He's, he's on one the of page, several right? Yeah, he's, he's on a, the roster page. He's, appear, he's a, one of a several group who has appeared maybe once or twice since the January 4th Bischoff-Hogan era started. It's funny. On this poster here that right. I have on Ustream... He's in it. You, no. no. You, you look at the, the... If you look at the guys that are on the poster, the whole top row. The Pope's not on this pay-per-view. Apollo Creed's not on this pay-per-view. Uh, Kiyoshi's not on this pay-per-view. Like, all those guys in the top row. Jay Lethal. None of them are on this pay-per-view, but yet they managed to make it on a Destination X poster. And they were, at a, they were all... Mo- or most no, but they were most most of them were at a maximum pro wrestling show in Toronto last night. Ah, well, yes. Well, that's when Destination X was supposed to be an all X division pay per view, right? And of course, that got changed. Well, you, you can't have an all X division pay per view. Um, honestly, you can't. As Hernandez over the top rope <laughs> onto Robert Roode, not the week before WrestleMania, at least. What's so funny, Dave? I think he's reading something in the chat. Just you calling him Hernandai to me is just hilarious. Hey, the Pope has spoken, goddammit. Right. <laughs> your pontiff has told you how it's supposed to be. Bow down, get on your knees, and worship the Pope. Speaking of worshiping, one of your favorite all hail yeah, I know is, where, I know is, going is making his uh, triumphant return to the Alberta professional wrestling scene in the next couple of months as and we the see. The finish, Hernandez has pinned uh, Storm. Right. 
And they retain. They have retained. And Matt hates it because he was now showed up if you by re- Hernandez. If you recall, I did say that I thought it's a possibility that they could continue this run a little longer. But no, Matt Morgan with the kick right to the face of uh, Hernandez. And despite the fact they are still tag team yeah. champions... That's that's weird, eh? It's over. The, the split is is here. The party's you, you, you were right. over. You were right, but they're still tag team title holders. And he's taking both tag team titles with him. Is Matt Morgan, you know, the DNA of TNA? Yes, absolutely. And that's a no. That's a great moniker. That's a great moniker. The DNA of TNA. And you know what? The only thing missing from this spot is uh, uh, a head. Sh- I think he should. Give a championship belt, tag team championship belt, somewhat concerto, and get a little color out of Fernandez's head. I mean, that, that's the only thing missing from this from this split. And as he walks off, leaves Hernandez, Hernandez, pardon me, on his back looking up at the lights. I'm going to start fining you fuckers every time you call him Hernandez. <coughs> I'm serious. I'm going to start throwing out fines. So, Dave, $10 every time you say Hernandez. Why don't I just give you a check for a hundred and, and and then I got ten in the bank? Well, you're pretty good about calling him Hernandez, so it's not a big deal. All right, I'm serious. That's the new policy, Dave. Ten dollars every time you say Hernandez. <laughs> That'd be funny. He thinks I'm kidding. No, I know. So now it looks like we're setting up for uh, for Mr. Anderson taking on uh, Mr. Angle. Are you getting ready for a uh, future endeavoring? It looks like I am. Dave's got his jacket on. He's uh, he's oh putting on the shades. <laughs> Grandmaster ID has appeared and disappeared in, God. in an instant. And and I I for one would like to say that the first ten dollar fine should be incepted for his feeble attempt at rapping on tonight's show, and a secondary ten dollar fine should be incepted for his stunning imitation, albeit bad imitation of the American Dream Dusty Road. So, uh, you know, at the very least, I think he owes you 20. Well, you know what? I'm going to pull the chat room. I'm going to pull the chat room pull right Pull the now. chat, damn it. I'm pulling the chat. And, and don't forget what we also saw tonight on uh, the on this uh, pay-per-view, Destination X, was a fantastic, really good promo by uh, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Oh, there's another 10. There's it's another 30. 10. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, give me some feedback here. Should I fire Internet Dave right now and kick him out of my house, or should I keep him? I mean, that is the question right now. Please the week let us before know. before Mania? Let us fire know. me the week before Mania? Let us know in the chat. People get fired all the time from WWE before Mania. Jaycott. That's true. Tyson Tomko was in the men's room when a friend of mine was there, was uh, what, a couple years ago, was there at Mania. And just throwing a temper tantrum because he just got fired on the Mania card. The day right, of Mania. Right. Wow. So it, that doesn't mean shit. JJ, it's, it's unanimous. Fire, fire, fire. Who the fuck is Internet what? Dave? Future Endeavor. What? Fire him. I'm not in the Law. chat anymore. What the hell's going on? Fire, uh, fire, I'm just fire. reading you. I fire, fire, fire. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Give him the Maria treatment. Oh, jeez. Jesus Christ, man. That's Let another that. 10. Okay, that's 40. <laughs> To, I'm going to have to get out my checkbook, I think. <laughs> wow. I think you should only take cash. No love for the worldwide phenomenon. Holy Fire shit. Crelly says $100 plus one month suspension. Wasn't, Cre- wasn't well, Crelly hey, suspended not that long ago? 
Maybe I really am bigger than the network. Put him in the jeans before you fire him. Wow. This is this is Jay two, Cash. Two shows in a row, Dave. Flair, sixteen time fire. Two shows in a row. You've walked out in the middle of a broadcast. I don't know that I can hang with this. TNA Wolfpack for life. Kick him in the balls. Wow. Pro wrestling is real, Mr. Anderson. Now, for those of you, and, and I people see people are fake, Mr. Uh, Anderson. <laughs> that's funny. That, Dave, you need to get that shirt. If you get that shirt, you can stay on the show. And well, Dave, for this week, from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of everybody's heart in the chat room, I'm afraid I have to say two words. Now, fuck it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say more than two words. Get the fuck out of my house. Good night. Say good night, Internet Dave. Have fun at the uh, basketball game. You know what? They can't hear you. I turned your mic off. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> the Sunday night showstopper here with the Sunday night flagship. It I is turned Sunday your mic off. Showdown, WrestleMania 2010. Can't wait. Okay, Dave, you're fired. Get the fuck <laughs> out. <laughs> Goodbye. Wow. All right. Wow. So, so Dave is gone, ladies and uh, gentlemen. That's okay. That's Officially okay. fired. Uh, you don't know this, but currently waiting in your living room. Right now, as we speak, being entertained by your daughters is none other than the Snake Master himself, Slam Wrestling's Jason Kid Clevitz. All right, he's not going to be on the show tonight, but I heard that that's who you've got on the on-deck circle in lieu of, or should you feel the need, or it's necessitated, that in fact, you have to, beyond a shadow of a doubt, future endeavor somebody. Uh, to me, it's just crazy. The professionalism on this program, two nights in a row, he can't stick around because he's got other shit to do. No, he's got a scorekeep for basketball, for wow. university basketball. Scorekeep. It's a paid position. So, ladies and gentlemen, send your resumes to uh, Sunday Night Showdown at Yahoo.ca. <laughs> right. And we'll see what we can do about but, getting but another it, co-host it, for the program. It, it's a paid position. So, uh, you know, you can't really give him shit or future endeavor him. Dave does a lot for this the show, does he? Dave does a lot for this website. Mm. He used to. He used to. And how is Chucky doing lately, Charles? I haven't talked to Charles, but uh, I've been doing all the upkeep on the website the last uh, few weeks. I've been, I've been a busy guy, man. I, I'm producing really? the shows. I'm doing everything. I, I'm even like producing other shows for other people on this network. Okay. I am the hardest working man in internet Wrestling radio, right? Because of this network, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. You see, and everybody made fun of Mark the Shark to Carlo when I coined the phrase when we came on the air, and I said, "Welcome to the Sunday Night Showdown Radio Network." And everybody looked at me and went, "Shark, it's not a network." But you know what? It is now a network, and it's a network of shows. And I think that we should take the opportunity just before Anderson and Angle hook it up, give us the rundown of the shows along the network. From Monday to Sunday, could you do could you do that? We, we really need to hear that. Well, absolutely. You know, we start everything off on uh, Monday nights, of course. Unless you want to start with Sunday nights, we'll go with Monday nights. Uh, we start off with Monday nights with Wrestling News Live, myself and the Trey Dog, eleven uh, thirty Eastern, right after uh, both TNA and WWE are off the air. Uh, it's always a good show. We usually run about two hours, sometimes over, but uh, you know, it is what it is. It's a good show. It's it's a long running show and. I'm glad to be associated uh, with Wrestling News Live, and I think the, the chemistry and the dynamic that myself and the Trey Dog have uh, is definitely worth the price of admission, by the way, which is free, so you're definitely getting your money's worth. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, of course, on Tuesday nights, we have a doubleheader. We have the Carnage Crew, a very successful radio show in their own right. CarnageCrew.net is their website. And uh, I do believe they won the People's Choice Award at the Wrestling Radio Awards this past year. Um, so kudos to them for that. Uh, they always have guests on their show. So uh, another good show to listen to. You can listen to them live right here at SundayNightShowdown.com. There are players at the top, and they stream live. Uh, I believe they start at 6 Eastern, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it's 8 Eastern. I, I don't really have the schedule in front of me. Uh, but they lead into uh, to my show, Unplugged, on Tuesday nights, which airs at 11.30 Eastern, uh, 9.30 Mountain Standard Time, where I talk about the NXT. And we also talk some movies, video games, pretty much whatever the hell I want to talk about. That's what we do on Unplugged. Uh, currently, we have nothing on Wednesday. We have no shows on Thursday. As of now, we have nothing on Friday, but I do hear that we will have a show on Friday uh, coming up very soon. Uh, Saturdays, of course, we have the Pro Wrestling Rewind, which has the hosts, the power Andy Knowles, and uh, his co-host, the king of all of Italy, Mike Siciliano. And, of course, they are broadcast live on, uh, well, not live, they are broadcast on ESPN 1400, and, of course, they broadcast on us first, right here on Sunday Night Showdown, every... uh, I believe, 8.30 Eastern every Saturday night. So 6.30 Mountain Standard Time for us. Uh, of course, nights when we have pay-per-views, we have a show that, de- that debuts right after uh, the Pro Wrestling Rewind. That's called Quick Picks, where we basically give our picks for what's happening on the pay-per-view. So we've been doing that for a little while, and uh, that's been going pretty good. So, And then, of course, Sunday nights, we have the Ministry of Slam, uh, the UK's best wrestling radio show, uh, another successful radio show that has won numerous awards for from uh, AudioWrestling.com, and I look forward to working with them in the future because I mean they're a good show and I like having them on the network. And then of course uh, the flagship program of SundayNightShowdown.com, uh, Sunday Night Showdown, which covers every major TNA and WWE live pay-per-view. So it is what it is. And, you know, for now, I think that uh, we're doing pretty good. I mean, we're a network that's building, and it was never my intention really to have a network, but, you know, it just kind of fell into my lap. And uh, i got to be honest, it, it's really gotten a lot better in the last month or two. And I want to thank everyone who uh, who comes and joins us and, you know, has made this network successful. The numbers we have tonight are just outstanding and I, I appreciate it. I mean, we wouldn't do this without you guys, so thank you so much. Well, and uh, a very eloquent rundown of the Monday to Sunday week that is, as far as programming here on the network that is Sunday Night Showdown at SundayNightShowdown.com. And the, the, the show hosts are entertaining, they're informative, and it's a lot of fun to listen to the shows here on SundayNightShowdown.com and the network that is part of it. And the the numbers speak for themselves. We're, we're pushing almost 1,000 people that have in some way, shape, or form come on and listen to this very program this evening, which is astronomical in itself. Uh, really, when you think of how new this very website is, yet most of the shows on it have been around for a very long time, and the people that are are doing the shows 
have been around the Internet wrestling community for a very long time. And I, I think that uh, at this time, I'd like to thank everybody that has put in so many long and hard hours to make it entertaining for our listeners. And the people that are in the chat, there are some familiar faces, and there are some very new faces that have taken their time to give us a listen and, and try out the website. And, and to those of, of, of you that have taken that time and are listening, um, and maybe you're just you know on the website for the first time, and you're listening for the first time. We, we do this because we like to do it. Um, for some of us, we've, at various points in our adult lives, we've made a, a living from the business of professional wrestling. Um, and that's not the reason we do these shows. We do these shows because we like wrestling, and uh, most of us, uh, certainly myself and and J.J. Sexy on this very show um, are historians of professional wrestling, and we hearken back to the glory days a lot. And and you made reference to to it a little bit in our uh, synopsis of of the upcoming uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony in Phoenix next Saturday night, uh, J.J. And and back in the day of Gorgeous George, Mad Dog Vashon. Um, you know, and so many others from the golden era of wrestling when a gimmick was necessary for you to not only get a push, but for you to even get considered by the promoters in those days to be brought into and groomed in, in somebody's promotion. And, and you know, that's not happening much these days. And, uh, um, you know, if, if we're having fun doing the shows, I think that the show's are entertaining and they're entertaining for the listening audience and the interaction that uh, now is available through the phenomenon that is the internet. I mean, you used to be able to listen to, you know, in Canada, there's a very famous Sunday night um, the, the wrestling show that goes on the air after us called The Law, Live Audio Wrestling. They've been around for 15, 16 years. And it's a very popular show, but, but for years and years, like so many other wrestling, conventional terrestrial radio wrestling shows, um, there was no interaction with, with the, with the audience. And, and I think that the affordability that, that the IWC has given to the fans that want to partake and, and be part of the, the discussion is is fantastic now with the advent of Skype lines and chat rooms and it, it, the whole interaction makes the whole experience I believe a lot more uh, from our end a lot more fulfilling to be able to um, in, enjoy the the reactions and the perspectives of the people that that listen to the show and become part of the show uh, in so many ways and uh, and it's fun and it has become fun once again when we overcome some of the the uh, bumpy uh, roads that we've traveled together and, and with the other people along the network right now that, that produce and do the shows on a, uh, on a weekly basis. And you know what? It's not about politics. It's not about anything other than trying to have a good time with the, the business that we love and some of us, like you and myself, grew up in. And, uh, you know... 
that that's my uh, that's my rant and my take on on the whole scenario. And kudos to everybody along the Sunday Night Showdown Network on the production side as well as in the listening audience side. No, I would agree. I, I just want I want to break in, kind of give an update on what's going on. Uh, it's been a pretty good match so far between Angle as. Uh, Anderson goes for the clothesline. Angle intercepts and gives him an over-the-head, over belly-to-belly suplex and goes for the pin here. Are you having a hard time seriously um, you know, staying involved in this match with the outline of EY <laughs> permanently in, in spray paint in black in the middle of the ring? I'm having a hard time. It's hard to keep a straight face, but I, I love it. I think it's great. It's innovative. It's something we haven't seen before. Uh, as Angle delivers a powerful clothesline and knocks down Mr. Anderson going for the pin. And, you know, it's funny. I actually trained to be a wrestler back in 98. I was trained by a, a local guy uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas, that was kind of a local celebrity there. Uh, he had a gimmick called the Mad Chef. And, you know, he never made it on a professional, like, you know, big-time level. But he was well-known throughout the, the state of Arkansas and, and the surrounding states like Tennessee and, um, you know, various others. And... Getting that training with him was fun. I, I really enjoyed my time in professional wrestling. I couldn't work a match to save my life. I had a few that, that weren't great. But um, I did a lot of ring announcing and stuff. And, and you know, I've done play-by-play stuff for, for so many years now. And that was one of the big things that, that we had here with Stampede Wrestling was uh, the broadcast team of myself and, and Tim Stein at the time uh, were a very good broadcast team for Stampede Wrestling. And I kind of hearken to those days. But when I look at a guy like Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Anderson, whatever you want to call him, um, like his gimmick is so much like the gimmick that I would have wanted to do. Just just like the you know Vince McMahon, the Million Dollar Man gimmick was based off Vince McMahon. I mean, I, I always thought that if I was going to wrestle or I was going to do something, then I would branch it off from being a ring announcer. And just everything about Anderson's gimmick just, you know, points out to me that it's something that I would have done had I had the chance. So I have a lot of, uh, I guess, personal bias toward Ken Anderson. I actually like the gimmick. I like his uh, work ethic. Granted, he's he's stayed injury-free since his run in TNA, and I think that's mainly because... Of the guys he's working with. It's with the guys yeah. he's working with, and it's the less schedule. He's not working, you know, six days a week, putting his body... Uh, you know, in peril. And, and I think that's one of the big things about TNA that stands out. Uh, you might not get paid as much as you do working for for uh, for Vince, but you're not working as much and not putting your body at risk. And, and I think... And Double J, speaking of Stampede Wrestling, there's the famous, one of the most famous Stampede Wrestling maneuvers of all time, the Nutshot Uppercut, <laughs> as administered by Ken Anderson on uh, Kurt Angle, which is... Uh, Always a lot of fun. And you know what? Anderson has done an unbelievable job so far uh, in his 10 years in, in TNA. And, and um, you know, naysayers will point out the fact that his time in WWE was uh, one of, of very uh, unstructured, very non-self-protecting wrestling. He, he never really had a head about... Um, working with somebody in a match and protecting yourself and protecting your your fellow worker and your opponent in the ring. And that was, at least from the locker room, by all reports, from people like Randy Orton and John Cena and, and, and Triple H, for that matter, that, that he was under the 
exceedingly overbearing impression, uh, Double J, that in fact that he was fired because of how he was perceived by some of his peers and his co-workers in the locker room. And ultimately, no matter what the reason, he was uh, let go right in the middle of that uh, um, whole Denver Nugget, Los Angeles Laker uh, angle. And, uh, um, you know, I'm sure you recall that uh, when when Vince McMahon was in the heated discussion with the owner of the Denver Nuggets, uh, who actually canceled the Monday Night Raw show at the uh, arena in in Denver, Colorado, because the Denver Nuggets had advanced into the Western Conference Final against the Los Angeles Lakers. So Vince had to move the show to the Staples Center in Los Angeles. As we see the referee slick, knocked unconscious, and uh, we see a close-up of uh, Ken Anderson wondering what he should do as Kurt Angle is also out and he slips out of the ring, I suspect, to go and look for the uh, chain of doom. You know, I, 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 just to kind of break in here for a second, I'm not really sure what's going on with the stream tonight, so there's probably going to be somewhat of a delay. I just switched over to Shoutcast. Thank God I have a backup, and I was actually going to run both streams tonight, but uh, I'm definitely now running off the Shoutcast. So on the top of the uh, the page, there there are four links. You've got Real Player, Winamp, um, you know, Windows Media Player. You basically just uh, refresh the page. And pick one of those to listen to the show. I apologize for whatever happened. Apparently, there is a problem with Ustream. I have been banned on Ustream for something. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was the numbers. Uh, but prior to getting banned from Ustream tonight, we were sitting at about uh, close to a 1,000 people checking out the show on regular intervals. So I don't know what happened, but something is down with Ustream. We do have the secondary stream up and running, so you should be hearing the show right now. Um, oh, apparently because of the TNA logo, I was shut down. I don't care. That's fine. I'm not broadcasting their show live, so fuck them. Um, but with that said, we do have the Shoutcast stream. Kurt Angle with a devastating German suplex to Mr. Anderson, and the referee is down. The ref is down. And and, he, and JJ Angle has got his. Uh, his dog tag back, and I hasten to say that as he's looking to the crowd for their approval as to what exactly to do with the dog tag, I think we're going to see a little bit of a retribution. Ouch! Retribution, of course, they don't give us a full-on uh, frontal camera shot of the uh, alleged cutting by angle on Anderson. Excellent color, and I always like color on a guy who bleach blondes his hair and... Uh, of course, they they had to pull away the camera because it wasn't actually the dog tag. It was the blade, the self-induced blade to his own forehead by Mr. Anderson. No, absolutely. Uh, can somebody tell TNA Nation member how to get the stream? I mean, it's pretty simplistic, guys. You refresh the page, and there are four links at the top. You click one, and the show should stream. We are streaming live on Shoutcast as I speak right now. And obviously TNA Nation member can't hear the explanation, so if somebody could type, please, in the chat the explanation to give TNA Nation member the directions to click refresh and to uh, get on Shoutcast. As we see, after the cutting 
of Anderson's forehead that in fact Angle got him in a ankle lock, an angle lock if you will, and Anderson did tap. So Kurt Angle, your winner. So there we go. I think we actually have a caller on the line. Who is this? Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Hello, who is this? And I was wanting to know what happened just now on y'all's website. It just went off completely. Yeah, what happened was Ustream just got shut down for me. I don't know what happened, but I am still broadcasting via Shoutcast link. You go into the chat room there, and at the top of the page, there's four different ways to listen to the show. There's Real Player, Winamp, uh, and Windows Media Player, and I think there's something else. But you just click one of those, and you should have instant access to the show. Okay, but could I, uh, could I ask you a question? Yeah, what's up? Who do you think will win the world championship tonight? Uh, I think it's a lock. AJ Styles is going to retain. Okay, that's what I was kind of thinking. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks. JJ, I believe uh, Mr. Anderson is going to give us his post-match perspectives as he's a bloody mess in the middle of the ring. Well, let me see. I don't know where my uh, remote control is. You guys keep moving shit on me. Did that kleptomaniac internet Dave steal it? Yes. Bastard. not an American hero, Kurt. You're probably not even a real gold medalist. Come on. You most certainly aren't a real American. <laughs> I tried to have a straight up match with you tonight. They all are. And you had to resort. Catch that? He said it three times. Anderson. Four. Well. Anderson. I think his name is Anderson. I'm not quite sure. I am. I am quite sure about one thing, and that's as usual. I'm not quite sure. Wow. What a what a very interesting and cryptic promo uh, from one Mr. Anderson. Who basically said, "Yeah, he came to play, and uh, you know, Kurt cheated to win." Uh, that's that's Kurt Angle, though, is it not? I mean, Anderson, bloody and battered, thanks to the uh, the edge of the uh, the dog tag. Dog tag, yep, yep. And the bottom line, he tapped out. So uh, you know, not much you can say about that, really. And you know what? My my expectations, Double J, for that match were were high, and they didn't even come close to meeting my expectations. I I don't know what what happened there, but. Uh, uh, you know, not a bad match, but certainly not anywhere near a five-star match that I 
had anticipated. Um, once again, for, for those of you that are in the chat, uh, once again, go to the top of the page. Shoutcast is the player to use right now. Uh, the bastards at Ustream have uh, once again found it within themselves to uh, ban us from Ustream. And frankly, I don't think we really give a rat's ass. No, I, I'm not too concerned. We actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who is this? Uh, Mark. Hey, what's up, Mark? Not much, not much. What's on your mind tonight, man? Oh, just listen to the pay-per-view. I can't afford it because my cable company wants way too much money. <laughs> well, you should move to uh, Canada because tonight, Mark, <laughs> the, the, the pay-per-view is free. I heard about that, yeah. How about that? about that? You think that Dixie Carter's going to get uh, the hair on the back of her... Neck up a little bit when she catches the uh, pay-per-view buy rate from Telus TV from uh, from Western Canada. Oh, I think she'll have an interesting look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so what's up, Mark? What, what what are your perspectives? Are you are you watching some stream online? Are you checking out the uh, I don't know TNA show at, tonight? I'm just kind of listening to what you guys got. Well, I mean, th- well, thank you very much. Like four and four, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing I'm taking AJ in the last match. That's a safe bet. That's who I'm going with as well. I just I don't see Abyss winning the title right now. It would be interesting to see what they do. I'm still waiting on a Hulk Hogan heel turn to go join the Wolfpack, to be quite honest yeah. with you. Uh, I just want to see if they really do that ring of power thing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so He-Man-ish, isn't it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the power! You know, Abyss of Mania is running wild, brother. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny though that Abyss is wearing the uh, the red and the yellow and even black tonight. He's kind of matching Hulk Hogan in every way possible. And um, I like Abyss, but I have to admit I think this this is stupid and it's it's so I mean it's so overly gimmicky. It's it's just ridiculous to me. Well, well and, and you know what? Oh, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Oh, it's quite interesting how they really changed Abyss from the very beginning of TNA to quite currently. He started off as a monster, really powerful, really grim and menacing, then he went to a bum, then he went to a hardcore bum, and now he's this. Well, the interesting thing to me is, I was just looking at the free preview thing, we could actually lose, we could lose this in about 10 minutes. I don't know how this is going to work. Remember, it did say till 8.30, and uh, we literally have, it's 8.22 now, so this is either going to be a short match or they're going to end up cutting us off here in a few minutes, and that's that, going to piss me right off. No, no, off. no. I, I've already got a backup plan for that, and don't worry. If, if we do get cut, um, you'll have to open up another window, but uh, we'll be fine. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see the end of it. Oh, no, wait. we got 8.45, so I think we might have time. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think they'll go past much, much past uh, 8.45. As ladies and gentlemen, and Mark, you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still okay, cool. Um, I really think that... Uh, um, that hopefully tonight will be the blow-off of the whole A.J. Abyss, Flair, Hogan thing. There was widespread speculation uh, around the IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community, this week that, in fact, that after uh, the previous Monday's Impact um, show of TNA, that Hulk Hogan's back is now a lot worse than what it was and that... uh, that Hogan won't be wrestling anymore, and you know what? I, for one, am, am thankful for that. Uh, stay in the uh, apparent quote-unquote head of TNA position along with Eric Bischoff, but uh, enough, enough wrestling. And, uh, um, you know, the, the association 
Mark and Double J and everybody else listening uh, to Sunday Night Showdown right now is the somewhat nefarious association between Hogan and Bischoff. Hogan playing the 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 baby face of the head of the company, and of course Bischoff playing the the uh, the heel. And and I think it would be very apropos if in fact they're going to pull the trigger on the on this angle that in fact that Hogan turns heel and joins his uh, ex. Wolfpack and now reassociated Wolfpack friends. That would be uh, an interesting turn of events. I don't know what you think about that, Mark. Well, the whole thing about Hogan. Yes, I was a child of the '80s, and yes, I was a big Hulk Hogan fan when I was a kid. But you know that time is done and over with. Hulk Hogan's had a great run. He's done everything you can do in this business. I mean, there's nothing left for him to do. It's time to hang it up. I would agree. It's time for him to hang it up, just run the company. And, and, you know, let's face it, since he and Eric Bischoff have come over, uh, really since January, this company has, has done a complete uh, 360, well, 180, excuse me, in my opinion, because they've completely changed the product around, and things are getting better. I just, I'm not a fan of seeing Hulk Hogan in the ring anymore. It's obvious that he can't handle it, and, you know, he's going to cripple himself if he does it again. And with this injury that he's got, I mean, I, I think that's the writing on the wall, brother. It's time to hang it up and run the company and have fun. And, you know, I, too, a child of the 80s, I used to say my prayers, eat my vitamins, and, you know, uh, pray to the Lord up above, just like Hulk Hogan. I was one of the biggest Hulkamaniacs running around. I used to go around tearing my shirts. I never could figure out why I couldn't tear my shirt like Hulk Hogan, probably because I wasn't, you know, you know cutting it with a razor blade beforehand. But, uh you know, good times were had when I was younger with Hulk Hogan, but those times have passed. And, you know, ultimately there comes a time when you have to hang up those yellow tights and stop cutting shirts and ripping them apart and do other things, you know, like knit sweaters. Right. And really, yeah, the, the, the blo- really goes with flair, too. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Mark, go ahead. All right, well, same thing kind of goes with flair. You know, it's again, you know, child of the 80s, you know, but, you know I, I, I watched flair, you know, growing back up in the 80s when he was in the NWA and. In WCW and all that, but the same thing, you know, he's it's he's had his time. He's got 16 world title shots. I mean, what more can he do, you know, in this business? I mean, before he ends up really hurting himself. Well, and here's the thing, and I think that that we've seen the end. Uh, at least I hope we've seen the end. And the blow off obviously was the the tag team bloodbath with Hogan and Abyss versus Flair and Styles. And they they did a good job of the match. I thought it was entertaining. It had um, some rhyme and reason and a, a plausible finish that hopefully will be the end. And I really don't need to see Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair wrestle in the ring anymore. They could, they'd be more well served to... And, and let's not kid ourselves. The push that AJ Styles has gotten... And he's been world champion for for TNA before, but the push and the rub that AJ Styles has got from being the having Ric Flair as a mentor has been unbelievable for his career, and really a a really unbelievable thing for Ric Flair, the Nature Boy himself. Um, And and he, like he said in his own words, he he has really enjoyed being in TNA so far, and has a, has had a good time, and uh, I believe I speak on behalf of most people when I say we've enjoyed watching Ric Flair, 
and and his promo off the top, oh, yeah, his promo mark off the top of the pay per view tonight was as good that a promo good. as he's done in many many years, and uh, you know that's why the self-proclaimed man is still the man, if not in wrestling ability, but for a man his age to do what he does is. Absolutely unbelievable as the pantyless valet is now wheeling the nature boy down the ramp towards the ring so he can lend his support for AJ Styles, the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. And I'm telling you now, the finish of this match, I think Abyss is going to be strong in this match. I said this last night. He's going to have a good showing. He's going to hit the black hole slam, go for the pin. Ric Flair is going to hobble out of that wheelchair and drag that referee out and break up the pin count. Don't be surprised if AJ rolls Abyss up. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if Flair doesn't whack Abyss in the head of that uh, cane, or if he's got a cane or something, like uh, even some crutches. I mean, I if he doesn't do, do something like that, you know. No, I, back turned. no I would agree Flair with that. Flair is their dirtiest player of the game. That's true. And you guys really have to think that at some point during the match that Hulk Hogan's going to come down uh, and do something, because uh, that's just what... I think it's going to happen. And it probably will. definite big swerve. Well, yeah. I mean, let's think about it. We just saw the reformation of the Wolfpack. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see Hogan join up with him. So. All right. Uh, so, Mark, is there anything else you want to talk about, buddy? Uh, only the fact that I feel Hamada's really gotten no, no good push whatsoever since Austin Kong's left TNA. You know, and that's and a shame. really, really needs a good push. I, I agree. I think Kamada is a great talent, and I really was a big fan when I found out that she signed with the company, and I thought they were going to do some good things with her. But to regulate her, or, or not even use her now, uh, since Awesome Kong is gone to me is wrong, and you know the whole Awesome Kong being gone situation is is redonkulous to me as well. The fact that they would even keep Bubba the Love Sponge around redonkulous. I'm making up new words yeah. tonight. Redonkulous. Ladies and gentlemen, the word of the evening. Write it down. Big font. Nice, ni- nice point. Maybe about twenty-four points. Redonkulous. I remember when I when I pulled out feng shui. Feng shui. We haven't heard that in a long time. Everything oh, was guess, feng shui. By the way, if you're ever looking for a replacement for Internet Dave, I guess I could always be available. Uh, and, you well, know what? I you might know, have to give you the job because well, you've done a great job so far. You did a great job, and thanks for calling into uh, Sunday Night Showdown, Mark. Anytime, you're more than welcome. And also, you know what? Since JJ, since. And I know it really didn't happen, but what a great way to replace Internet Dave by a contest in the chat. So you want to replace Internet Dave, it would be like like like, like the wrestling idol. Oh, no, there's other oh, networks yeah, that have fun. done that. Uh, we don't want to do that. <laughs> Win a co-host job on Sunday Night Showdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, there's, there's no network idol. We're not going to do that. No. But, again, Mark, thanks for calling in tonight, man. I appreciate oh, no, the feedback. You. I had fun. Well, anytime, brother. Anytime. All right. All right. Definitely. All right. We'll talk to you later, bro. Yep. Oh, so that was cool. I haven't talked to Mark before. I, I like when we get new callers. New callers are cool. Into yep. the show. So, I mean, that's that's awesome. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, some of the some of the regular callers, uh, Bowman, Crelly, um, Siciliano, um, conspicuous by their absence this evening, which is fine. It opened up, opens up the phone lines and gives some new people an opportunity to uh, to chat with us. And uh, as uh, as we see, Ric Flair is on the ramp 
just about ready to have another coronary as he's watching the abyss, or abyss, whichever you prefer, take AJ Styles by the throat. And AJ counters with a poke to the eyes, all of the H. And a uh, insiguri to the back of the big, huge, soccer-like cranium of Abyss. Very good match so far. AJ really playing up to the heel standards as he's using that top rope uh, for leverage and choking Abyss out. Well, and you know what? Uh, the Nature Boy in a shoot interview that I heard a number of years ago once said that uh, any really good heel doesn't really have to expend that much energy. It's the maneuvers in the heel umbrella that really mean a whole lot and choking your opponent on the top rope really doesn't take a lot out of you but it certainly has a great effect and uh um you know uh, that was a bit of a flare ism there and and a bret hart ism would be that it's kind of like the ballet in that you have to know what your partner is up to partner being the person you're wrestling with at all time and trust them and you know, that, that was one thing that I was always enamored with, with Bret Hart, is that he, he really liked being in professional wrestling. Obviously, he grew up in it, being, doing everything for, for Stampede Wrestling, from, from selling popcorn and hot dogs and programs at the uh, world-famous Victoria Pavilion here in Calgary, to uh, refereeing, to driving the bus, long before he ever stepped foot in the in his father's ring as a professional wrestler and uh you know once again that harkens back to what i said earlier in the show really really looking forward to the hall of fame induction ceremony from phoenix this saturday night and with that said we actually do have a caller on the line welcome to sunday night showdown who is this what's up guys this this would be sean from unplugged every tuesday the sensational sean has joined sunday night showdown what's going on tonight buddy um, nothing. I do have to say, great show so far, and I've got to say that I've been enjoying uh, the Sharks' diatribes the entire night. They've been getting some long ones, but they've right. been really good all night. Well, you know, I haven't been on the air for, I think it's been about four weeks now, and uh, uh, I, I wish I, I could got, say that. I got about a lot. Uh, you haven't been on the air for about four minutes, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and you know, thank you, Sean. Uh, you know, I had a lot to say, and I, I, I'm having a really good time tonight. The... Uh, the, the the first hour, as I mentioned in our first uh, um, break, when we went to commercial, and, and none of the listening audience heard it, but I, I thought that it was one of the most entertaining hours that we've done here on Sunday Night Showdown, and the pay-per-view tonight has be, been very entertaining. Now, Double J, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it your significant other, Boom Boom, who coined your co-host of Unplugged as Sensationally Sean? Didn't she say that one night on this very program? I, I, think, I she, think that is my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was your fault. That was my fault. All I, right. I, I, I can't blame Internet Dave on that one. Not, not this time out. You can't blame Dave, blame Dave for everything. Well, you can, but, you know. <laughs> it wouldn't be right. Yeah. But it'd be fun, but it wouldn't be right. You know, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on tonight. I mean, th- this whole Ustream thing has kind of got me a little flustered. I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, I guess apparently they thought I was playing the pay-per-view. I have no fucking clue. Well, they were uh, they were mad at the numbers we were getting because I looked at the numbers before uh, before it got cut off. It was ranging up there in the uh, the quadruple digits. So uh, we were just sitting at just under, I mean, just under a thousand people tonight. So uh, yeah, it, it was getting up there. I, maybe that's what it was. It just kind of crashed things out. So. 
Whatever. We have a backup. I'm not. You know, you're you're not taking me off the air. Fuck you, people. <laughs> Try to future endeavor us, will you? I've been future endeavored. I've had all kinds of crazy shit. I've been banned from UStream, but you, you know what? You had your neck broken in Stampede Wrestling? No, I didn't. Well, oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I I forgot about that. Yeah, I See? did. But uh, you by, ha- by you, my own guy. By your that. own guy. You, you you healed quickly though. I did. Well, it, it took a couple months, but you know, yeah, yeah. I healed. And who broke your neck? Uh, Pistol Pete Pistol Wilson. Pistol Pete Wilson, yeah. right, right. A botched, uh, you know, splash. The, the younger brother of, of T.J. Wilson, now known as Tyson Kidd. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. That's cool. Yeah, my claim to fame. I got my neck broken. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about your damn luck. Yeah, at least it wasn't Chris Benoit. That, that, that's Ooh. very true. Yes. That's very true. I know there's, there's a lot of people in the chat that are loving the fact that Shoutcast is going fine for us tonight. Maybe we'll just have to make the switch over to Shoutcast. Make it a permanent know. home. Might. Just there you have go. To. All right. Shoutcast is running great tonight. i got to say I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's definitely doing better than Ustream was all about uh, two weeks ago. Well, you know, the only problem I have with Shoutcast is we're doing a live pay-per-view, and you guys are getting a two-minute delay at least. And, and to me, I mean, I, I hate that. If I'm doing a, a, a pay-per-view uh, play-by-play, bringing you, you know, up to the second updates, it does me no good to have a, uh, a two-minute delay. So that's my only bitch about Shoutcast. But, I mean, I, I do like Shoutcast. So we'll see where it goes from here. We're flexible on this show. You know, deal us a canned, and, and if you trump us, we'll counter and we'll trump you. But you never beat me. It's just, that's just the way it is. That's it. I'll find another way to fuck you up. So yeah, exactly. We'll book another finish and fuck right. you up. Can, AJ's, we say, can we say that? AJ comes off the top with the clothesline, but Abyss is countered. He's got the uh, choke slam, but AJ to the to knees. The, to the knees. Yep. Very good. Very good match so far. Yeah, and uh, you know, like I said before, Abyss and AJ Styles have had a long history together, and they work really, really well together, and they put on a really good match. And uh, uh, this so far has been every bit of that as we get a close up on the very concerned look of the nature boy rick flair who's in the wheelchair uh being wheeled around by the pantyless valet and holding the tna world heavyweight championship and uh, uh abyss gets the near three count aj kicks out at about two and a half so sean what, what's on your mind tonight buddy um nothing really i'm hanging out in the chat room working on some classwork that i got turned in in the morning Listen to you guys on you. Oh wait, no, on, on Shoutcast, excuse me. <laughs> and uh, just enjoying what's going on. Just loving the fact that Internet Dave is now gone. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, well, on well, that well, note, we I ha- threw my name into that little hat that y'all got playing around there. You see, there is a hat. There is a hat. I I think somebody in the chat said we should do like a showdown dancing with the network stars. Please no. Can, can you imagine? Jesus. Can you imagine Mike Siciliano dancing with Andy Knowles in like a slow dance? Oh, that would be <laughs> kind of like that would be kind of like Pat Patterson and Howard Finkel uh, dancing together at the WWE Christmas party. That would that would just oh, be boy. sick and wrong. Uh, Not good. Not good. How about how about the trade dog dancing with uh, Crowley? Oh no, that's money right there. Those how guys how, do how a about C.J. Bowman dancing with Latino Seven One Eight? No, no, you don't like that either, do you? No, neither do I. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Oh, slingshot as Abyss throws AJ into the corner where the chair was set up, and AJ went head first into that chair. Abyss going for the finish, it looks like, as he's got him set up for the uh, for the Argentina rack. 
Oh, oh and he hits the rack drop. That's, that's a great finisher. Whether or not he's going to get the pin is another story. Would have been great if Lex Luger would have used that back in the day. Yes. You seen that picture of Lex lately? Uh, yeah, it looks pretty anorexic. Pretty wow. Thin. Wow, he looks about 80. You have to really look close to see it's actually him. Not good. But at least he's what still you, living. That's what do you all think about the, uh, the fact for next year they're considering an all-WCW uh, Hall of Fame? You know what? I'm okay with it. Uh, obviously, they're going to bring Goldberg in and do something big with him. Uh, I, I can't see them doing anything with Lex Luger. I know that you know there's talk that that could happen, but just all the bad blood between Vince and Lex, I, I really don't see that happening. I, I'm, I'm actually pretty uh, disappointed that uh, there was a report going around that Angelo Poffo, after he passed away, Randy that. Savage had contacted both TNA and the WWE and tried to get them to uh, to say something nice about his dad. And uh, to me, I, I'm kind of bothered that Randy would do that in the first place. But it really bothers me that they, you know, kind of turn their back on Randy. I mean, I really want to know what the story is. I mean, the speculation has been for a long time that the Macho Man did the diddle diddle with Stephanie. Oh yeah, he did the diddle diddle with Stephanie. Yeah, and Vince didn't like it. No, he didn't, and he got rid of the Macho Man. Well, and, and really, why would you blame Macho and not your daughter? Like, hey, diddle diddle, his cat was in her fiddle. Get it? Exactly. And you know, I, Stephanie did have the reputation back in the day for, you know, and and you know, I can dressing room whore. I I can neither confirm nor deny those reports, and I, I take no credit in those statements. But yes, that was the rumor going around. So if that was the case, and I, I think even. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior had made reference to that at some point in time. And there it is, the black hole slam, as I predicted. He goes for the pin. One, two. Ooh. Oh, and AJ just barely kicks out, but Flair did not pull out the referee. But he's getting he's inching closer. Flair's got some pepper spray, and there the referee gets it. And Rick, Rick couldn't push the button right away. He had a cramp in his thumb. He just but, pepper sprayed the referee. But he finally pepper sprayed the referee, and that you, you would imagine when uh, the referee comes to... That, in fact, he'll be ringing the bell for outside interference as AJ gives the Stampede Wrestling nutshot uppercut to the testicular region of Abyss and now has the NWA, or <laughs> NWA, TNA World Heavyweight title belt and he's going to waffle Abyss with it right in that big soccer ball like noggin. We apparently, uh, Bruce Hart is actually backstage at the pay per view booking uh, the show. Yeah, he is. Isn't that about the bell? Yeah, look at much, much. Isn't that about the fourth nut shot uppercut we've seen in this pay per view? So, Bruce, oh, yeah, you know, sure. I don't know. It's kind of really bad. And you know what? Wouldn't it be nice to bury the hatchet as we hear the music of the Hulk Hogan? Which is the NWO music. Which is the NWO music, exactly. And he's bringing referee Earl Hebner down to the ring to fill in for the pepper-sprayed referee who's still laying on the outside. And is the music of Hulk Hogan a bit of a preamble and a giveaway as to what we might be seeing? No, because he's had this from day one. When he yeah. entered TNA... Uh, they basically gave him the uh, the NWO music, so it's not really that, but Flair is being ejected by uh, Hulk Hogan. This is a funny scene, seeing Hulk Hogan pushing the wheelchair that Ric Flair is sitting in. It's like it's like the Wrestling Legends convention, you know? It's like, you know, we got Hulk Hogan wheeling, you know, Flair to the back, and, you know, Mad, Mad Dog Vashon is in the back. He's going to pull off his leg and beat somebody up with it. Right. I mean, 
This is just crazy times of professional wrestling right here. I, I really don't believe what I'm seeing. Hulk Hogan pushing Ric Flair in a wheelchair to get him away from the ringside. Like, hello, let's not forget that Vince Russo is still booking. Oh, AJ with a nice 450 off the, uh, off the turnbuckle ropes. Beautiful but 450. Absolutely. Yeah. Not even off the top rope, just off the, uh, the, the middle rope there. Uh, Abyss kicking out. He's hulking up, ladies and gentlemen. He's about to throw the fist. Watch him. He's going to start the point. Looks like he's going to throw up. Well, he might. <laughs> he might. Oh, he's got the chops. He's hulking up, ladies and gentlemen. So, is Sean, Sean, are you watching the pay-per-view right now? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I can't afford pay-per-views. All right. Well, we so could need it. We're getting it for free, to... too. We should move to Canada and get it for free. Yeah. <laughs> I'll live next relieved. door to JJ. I am pleasantly relieved that I got this for free. Like, he's totally stealing the Hogan spot. This is redonkulous. There's that word again, Shark. And the fact Loving that it. he uses redonkulous, which uh, is the uh, word that my best there, friend there uses there every you go. day. And, and just when the Shark makes mention of the free pay-per-view, we go to black. And uh, fade to black, ladies and gentlemen. Fade it, to black. It's, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Turn out the lights. The party's over. However, um, you know what? Hang on, we'll be right back. I, I can't. Okay. Because if I do that, it will pick up in the background, and they will actually have that playing in the background. Oh, so I can't okay. do that. All right. So we've covered this pay-per-view from now on, guys. But uh, So when the finish happens, I need whoever is uh, is in the chat listening to this show kind of give me the update on what happened. But, uh, you know, that was it. We got the pay-per-view for free, and it's 8.45. They've cut the stream, and uh, it's done, ladies and gentlemen. Can so. you believe somebody somebody at Telus TV is going to get fired because of this, uh, you know, not, not charging for the pay-per-view, letting it go free, and then in the middle of the main event, cutting it to black, all because somebody didn't do their job and put the, uh, uh, the, the ordering function on the one line anyways. Um, I, for one, still think I, we we got more than our money's worth tonight. Oh, I, I'm not disappointed you know, at all. I mean, no. uh, that's that's you know thirty forty bucks I didn't have to pay tonight, and uh, you know it kind of makes up for the uh, the fifty dollar tab I had on the pizza. So uh, <laughs> there you go. But damn, it was good pizza. It was good pizza. Wow, Abyss World Champ in the chat. Oh, he don't don't buy into no, that. Yeah, no. I was about to say I don't. I don't he's been spamming all night. He's been yeah yeah. He's been bull he's full of shit all night. No, oh, bullshit. I'm pretty yeah. sure AJ is going to retain this title by hook or by crook. Hogan is going to screw Abyss over. I mean, let's face yeah. it. The writing's on the wall. That, that's where they're going with this. i got to ask uh, guest host tomorrow night, Monday Night Raw, is Double J? Oh, wow. Who is the guest host tomorrow or night? Or Sean? Uh, uh, sure. Okay. All right. Uh, Crowley's saying Abyss wins. Wow. They're saying Abyss wins. And and and, uh, and Corelli is definitely a reputable source. No question. Are you sure about that? Uh, you know, sometimes he is. Uh, don't believe, you know, there's a guy that believes his own hype, but, you know, Corelli definitely I would I would deem to be a somewhat reputable source and part of the network. Oh, hold on a second. I'm actually going to bring him in. Corelli, are you there? Yes, I am. I know. So did, have you seen the ending of the pay-per-view? What happened? Okay, basically, this uh, chokeslammed AJ through the ring. The ring is broken. Um, 
Vic Flair, sorry, um, Hulk Hogan just came down to the ring and gave the title to Abyss. And basically raised Abyss's hand. Hmm. Hogan came up. Okay. And because I've got a mute, I've no idea if he's the world champion, but Abyss is... Di- uh, but AJ Styles was took down through the ring, and now they're being up on dead normal. Hmm. So I think this is a controversial change. I don't believe there was a pinfall. If he got thrown through the ring, he didn't officially, uh, unless he has been pulled out, there's there no go. way that that could happen. And, and Goosey is saying that it's, it's been ruled a no contest. The they just fell through. They, they broke the ring. They're now, that's the way, um, they have Fair, Ada Styles, and then Wolf are now through the ring. Okay, so basically it's a no contest. There's no title change, despite what Hulk Hogan might uh, be doing with that. There's no pin, so there's no title change. Uh, so AJ Styles is still your world heavyweight champion, although it looks like Abyss may have won the match. Definitely ending... Abyss won the match, but not the belt, apparently. Yeah, definitely ending in some controversy tonight. Very interesting. And now, Go ahead. Yeah. And now they're doing the uh, usual Hulk Hogan... Um, it it um, hand of the year I would probably go insane. Yeah, awesome. it was it was a, a it, it was a back suplex followed by a chill time through the ring that and that 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 ended the match. Okay, well, Crelly, your your audio is pretty fucked up tonight, buddy. I don't know what's going on. You sound like you're broadcasting from a tin can. A Guinness tin can. Um, so with that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go, Crelly, because uh, we've got some pretty shitty audio coming through right now. I can barely make anything okay, out you're saying, but uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for the update. So apparently, guys, okay. it looks like uh, Abyss is not the new world champion. AJ is still the champion. However, uh, AJ has lost the match. Abyss has won the match. So there you go. Creptacular, Russo-rific, any other Russo-licious um, brother. <laughs> No matter um, no matter which way you look at it, um, certainly a bit of a fucked finish and not what we might have expected. But what it does is it lends credence to the fact that the if they so choose to book it, and you think that they would, that the Styles Abyss current feud with uh, Messrs. Flair and Hogan attached to it is going to continue and continue tomorrow night on Impact uh, from Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. And, uh, you know, there has been widespread speculation that as well, uh, Double J, that that in fact they're going to announce the induction of one more um, member to the Class of 2010 WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony from Phoenix on Saturday night, tomorrow night on Raw, and that I, I expect a very entertaining show um, tomorrow night for Monday Night Raw. Impact should be good as well. Um, and as and as well, I, I was very pleased with the uh, with the pay per view tonight. I thought it was very entertaining. There were some weak spots, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. No, we actually got another caller on the line as well. Uh, welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who is this? This is Randy McWilliams from El Paso. Randy ninety one. I write for Headlocks. Yeah, some people know me. Some people don't. So what's going on, Randy? It's uh, I've, I know you. I just uh, this is the first time I've ever called the show. So how's it going? I'm doing good. I'm just watch. Got to see the pay per view here. So I'm getting a call. Oh. That's some house of pain. 
Wow, I know that song. It's a good ringtone. Uh, Pete Rose, the uh, the special guest host tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw, thanks to uh, the sensational one. Who's still on the line, by the way. Sean, who's still, still with us. Yes, I'm still here. Thank you, Sean. That, that was good. And, and obviously, you'd think that there might be some uh, Kane-Pete Rose interaction tomorrow night. Uh, but when, when Rose is around... Um, it's generally they they do a couple of uh, extended comedy spots involving a number of people and uh, uh, God love Pete Rose. As a, yeah, probably yeah. to see Kane make an appearance. Now that that would be awesome. I would love to see Kane come over from SmackDown and you know just choke slam the shit out of. Uh, we're a week away from WrestleMania, so you know Kane has this thing with Pete Rose. Where you know every so often he'll he'll interject himself. It's possible that Pete Rose could be at WrestleMania in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, next Sunday, seven days from now, and there'd be some interaction between Pete Rose and Kane, well, which Pete, I would mark for. Pete takes a great Tombstone pile driver, and you know I made reference earlier in the show about the class of 2005 Hall of Fame induction ceremony when in fact they put Pete in the Hall of Fame, and uh, and that night I'll recall that uh, Kane was sitting behind. Pete above in in the second row, and uh, Kane just had a great time, and uh, uh, Pete Rose did a really good job, and uh, it should be very entertaining tomorrow night. Certainly, maybe not as entertaining as uh, uh, Cheech and Chong eating Lucky Charms all night, but (laughs) one can only hope. Yeah, tripping on Lucky Charms. That was funny. Who knew? That was funny. Chong were eating Lucky Charms like Sonny eats Somas. (laughs) Wow. Damn. Jeez. And I get to see Sabu and Joey Mercury over there now. Oh! <laughs> that, that's true, too. Wow. So, what, what did you think of the show tonight, as, as far as uh, TNA was concerned? It was a pretty good pay-per-view. I'll have to give them that. They could have promoted it a lot more, especially with it being the pay-per-view right before WrestleMania. But no, they got to wait till lockdown to promote all the big stuff. But, for what it's worth, it's still pretty good. I'd give it a B+. Plus. Yeah, I didn't think it was bad. I, it kind of pisses me off that I didn't see the ending, but I didn't pay for it, so uh, I'm not can't really complain. out of anything, right? And I, you know I what? Can't bitch. The first hour, as as ID said before he got future. In, well, no, who the fuck is ID? Internet Dave. He's he's not here. Okay, no, but he said that the, the first hour was was entertaining, and I agree. The, the the first hour with the Ultimate X match and the the four person ladder match was arguably two of the best offerings that TNA has had. In a long time, and and very entertaining, and uh, um, you know the ultimate X between Generation Me and the Motor City Machine Guns. Those two teams do a hell of a job together. The, the, that match was very entertaining. The uh, the uh, the four man ladder match with uh, with Kaz and uh, Christopher Daniels and uh, and the two others was very very entertaining. And uh, I was very pleased at the first hour, and then. A little bit later on, it kind of waned. But uh, all in all, I, I agree. I think the, the pay-per-view was uh, uh, about a B or a B plus. I'm just glad that, you know, Jeff Hardy's being a, being a great guy over in TNA, and, and he's actually, you know, uh, giving guys like Generation Me his, his throwback outfits from uh, the late 90s, you know, that him and Matt used to wear. And, you know, I, I just wish Generation Me would actually go and buy some actual wrestling attire because... They are literally a throwback to the uh, the late '90s Hardys, and it just like I mean, come on! I, it, they did. I have to agree. They look. I was laughing when um, when now Shelly said that comment about Hardy Boy starter kits because they looked just like the Hardys. You know, 
Yeah, the only thing they're missing is hope and faith on their legs. I mean, literally, you go back and you, and you look at 98, 99, when the Hardy Boys were, uh, were pretty prominent, when they were uh, taken away from being the, uh, the preliminary guys, putting people over. And you're literally looking at the Hardy Boys. It's, it's kind of redonkulous to me. It's three times tonight, Shark. There you and, go. And you know what? I think that redonkulous is the adjective that has been the most feng shui of the evening. Throwing out the old shit again, huh? Punk old shit. shit is good shit. Anyways. Oh, just just ask the young bucks. That's it. <laughs> it's all about retro. Listen, um, I'm really interested to live through this next week in the WWE uh, as being a fan and somebody that's uh, been in the business for a very, very long time. And I'm, I'm certainly excited for the card that is WrestleMania next Sunday. Match by match, it should be stellar and second to none. And the, the crowd um, at the University of Arizona Stadium where the NFL's Arizona Cardinals play their home games should be somewhere around the, I'm hearing, sixty-eight to 72,000 um, number, which will be very exciting. And every year I look so forward to the entrance gimmick that is always custom-made and it'll be interesting to see what uh, the what the lighting and uh, technical department at WWE pulls off for an entrance gimmick for Mania this year, and of course the uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony um, on Saturday night. And by the way, that the first hour, Double J, we haven't made reference to this so far in the broadcast this evening, the first hour of the Hall of Fame induction ceremony on Saturday night to be streamed live on WWE.com. The second hour for our U.S.-based listeners will be live on the USA Network and here in Canada on The Score. So uh, uh, your computer and your TV, you'll be able to watch live in its entirety um, the 2010 WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony on Saturday night that the inductees this year are Antonio Inoki, um, Mad Dog Vachon, Gorgeous George, Wendy Richter, Wendy Richter and of course the... <laughs> did I get lost? And, and of course the, the one and only Stu Hart, and I'm missing somebody. There's six so far that are going to be inducted. That's about it, I think. There hasn't been a lot of, um, surprisingly, this Hall of Fame has felt kind of lackluster for some reason. Well, you know, the sad thing is, uh, the big plan going into this year was... Ted DiBiase's the sixth. Yeah, Ted DiBiase. Going into this year, uh, the big thing was they were looking to induct the Ultimate Warrior. And i I got to be quite honest here. If Warrior is going to be a, a jackass and an idiot and not fucking, you know, take his place where it belongs in the Hall of Fame. And apparently they've offered. They've offered, and I'm still holding out that, you know, by next week, maybe on Raw this week, they're going to announce they've made some sort of deal with the Warrior. It just seems, you know, like he should be the main guy uh, to be inducted. In his own hometown. Well, exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm just, think about it, guys. Think about the clusterfuck that would be the induction speech. If I stand here today to accept this award, the moon and Jupiter and Venus are all in alignment. The warrior is a Hall of Famer. 
And now they don't need to induct him because they can just listen to this and, and feel the power. Feel the power of the Warriors, for I am a Hall of Famer! Uh, Crowley made a mention of it, and he asked me last week, uh, if you have not noticed, Ultimate Warrior is actually part of the uh, raw intro, or the video intro they have during the WWE intros. Ultimate Warrior is actually in there with the hands up in the sky, looking at the sky or whatever. He's in it, so... I'm telling you, he's going to be the last one. They, I'm telling you, he and will really, be in. And really, knowing, we don't know him, but feeling the the headspace of, of Vince McMahon, and we always try to get into the head of Vince, and, and that if Warrior wasn't going to do it, would would they actually put the Warrior on their video intro? I hasten to say no. They might have added him because they finally came to terms with his um, the lawsuit that he had against them. So I don't know. True. Should I lay on the lawn and let the lawnmowers run over me? <laughs> what? Yes, yes, and and that very line um, in some WWE DVD, I forget. Edge made reference to that and, and just about pissed his pants trying to explain what the hell that exactly meant because really. Nobody knows about the lawnmower better than the Ultimate Warrior. Death comes for us all, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior might want to save his voice for when he has to do commentary. Oh, uh, he might. My voice is gone now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that, that's the best thing that I do on this show is the impersonations. It's and Josh Pedra in, in the chat, he, he, JJ, read that. <laughs> We're going to load the rocket ship with fuel and blast off, and we will all breathe the air that smells of combat. Nice. Nice. Ring of Honor's Chris Hero impersonating the Ultimate Warrior. Thanks to uh, to Josh in the chat for the, for that very funny snip. That's that's priceless. Thank you. Uh, I like Chris Hero and all, but I don't get why he's called the young knockout kid when he looks like Don Imus. Who is? Chris Hero. That's like his nickname in ROH, the, uh, that young knockout kid, because of that, um, what is it, the discus elbow uses a lot as a finisher. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, my voice is totally fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. It's a good thing I don't do E-Fed promos with the fucking warrior. Well, you know what, once we figure out the audio, uh, I hasten to say that the the uh, the the Showdown Championship Wrestling E-Fed is going to Business will definitely be picking up when we have play-by-play on that and everybody's able to cut promos, and that that's something to look forward to uh, later on in 2010. Well, I tell you, Siak, it, 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 it's interesting to, to the American Marine Death of Rose that you will bring that up so eloquently that uh, when the time is right, we will be doing uh, play-by-play commentary for the SCW because, you know, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, is now part of SCW as I have joined the broadcast booth with you, Mr. Mark DeShock, DeCarlo. But with that said, uh, I'm, I'm kind of busy tonight. i got to go and uh, talk to my boy Cody, who's going to be taking on uh, Randy Orton next week, uh, seven days from now, in a triple threat match against uh, Randy Orton. Uh, so with that said, the Dream is out. I will see you all later, if you will. Well, deep, reaching deep down in the uh, Sunday Night Showdown expense account, bringing in the uh, uh, American Dream Dusty Rhodes. Thanks, Dusty. And, uh, you know, really, if Dusty Rhodes is going to be doing color commentary for the, uh, for the E-Fed, can we be much far away from importing 
Tony Schiavone. I can't do Tony Schiavone. Don't even don't even get me started on Tony Schiavone. The best I can do with Tony Schiavone is tonight is the greatest night in the history of the sport. Because that's pretty much what he did every night. Right. So. Hopefully, um, very soon, once I get this file figured out, I may pass along a certain program for JJ to use for the EFED when I can get it figured out how to how to send it to him. Because, uh, you know, Adobe Premiere has some uh, very good uses. This is true. Uh, well, Randy, you got anything else you want to talk about tonight, buddy? No, nah, that's about it. All right, Randy. Well, I appreciate you calling in. It, right. It's always nice to have new people call in. A lot of new people tonight. Yeah. Very, very nice. I'm a lot of that. new people calling in on, via the Skype line. A lot of new people in the chat. Tons of peop- new people listening to the show. And uh, I, for one, had a great time tonight. I enjoyed the pay-per-view. Enjoyed the uh, the banter around the, uh, the studio here. And, uh, wow, it's going to be quite the week coming up. But uh, tomorrow night, you're on with uh, the Trade Dog on Wrestling News Live. And that all the fun and games tomorrow night. Double J start at... What time? I'm sorry, what was that? Tomorrow night, WNL. What time does it start? Uh, 11.30 Eastern, 9.30 uh, Mountain Standard Time. Nice. So you you and Trey will have already watched both Raw, uh, the go-home edition of Raw for, uh, for WrestleMania, of course, SmackDown on Friday night. But uh, you both will have watched by the time you hit the uh, airwaves here on Sunday Night Showdown for Wrestling News Live tomorrow night. You'll both have seen both Raw and impact so a lot of there'll be a lot for you guys to talk about tomorrow night and of course you and uh, uh sensational sean and david stevens uh on uh unplugged on tuesday night following wwe's presentation of the brian danielson hour <laughs> the nxt the of nxt course. um boy have they been pushing him but uh um and and what a great week it's going to be there's about eight hours coverage uh, leading into Mania on AudioWrestling.com next Sunday. And uh, we are going to be uh, having Quick Picks next Saturday night at? I believe that is uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, so 8 p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard 8 Time. 8 p.m. Mountain. Yep. And, uh, um, and then we're live with Sunday Night Showdown to coincide with WrestleMania 26 next Sunday at 7 Eastern. I believe that is correct. One yes. hour prior to our normal starting time due to the elongated um, airing time of WrestleMania from Phoenix, which will be four hours, and uh, stellar card top to bottom next Sunday night. And despite what Internet Dave likes to think, that there's not going to be a six-hour show. Fuck that Didn't shit. Didn't he say eight? I don't know what he said, but I just fired him, so it doesn't matter. Wait a minute. You, you, you fired? No. I fired Dave. Did he's you? Gone. Yeah, he's Okay, gone. so the contest is on. Yeah, you know, the best dancer, I guess, becomes a host here. I don't know. It's uh, I think crazy. the best the best talker should become our new co-host. Yeah, apparently oh, Corelli's eliminated then. Yeah, no kidding. Can, can Corelli please get a a valid and a good line to call in and, and take his telephone out of the <laughs> out of the uh uh jar of Guinness because every time he calls in it sounds kind of muffled, but we're not quite sure whether it's his phone line or whether it's Corelli himself. No, I, I'll tell you what it is. It's his phone line, because here's what's happening. Uh, Corelli is one of those guys that watches a lot of TV, right? And Corelli saw the infomercial for the Magic Jack, and apparently he went and bought the Magic Jack, and he's, he's been calling in 
uh, with the Magic Jack, and he's got some shitty Wi-Fi, and that's what's going on. And, and you know, it sucks. I like Crelly, and uh, he just had some phone problems tonight. But if Crelly would rely on Skype and not Magic Jack, we wouldn't have this problem. And I watched the infomercial for Magic Jack today, and it kills me. They're like, oh, yeah, save money on your phone bill, blah, 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 because, you know, it's a revolutionary concept to use the phone on the Internet and everything else. But here's the thing they're not telling you. You actually have to have Internet in your house to use the motherfucker. But they make it sound like you don't need it. No, you don't need it. You just need the Magic Jack, and you could be at the racetrack, and you could be doing this and that. And if you got the Magic Jack and nobody can hear you fucking talking, how good, how magic is it? And I, and I see in the lounge that Corelli's getting all bent out of shape, and he, he's threatening to fire Sean from the lounge. What the fuck? Quick, quick this is the, this is the future lounge coming up after WrestleMania, by the way. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, all right. Bottom line, though, Corelli just had a shitty connection tonight. So there you go. Uh, well, Randy, thanks for joining us tonight, man. We appreciate it. He's gone. Okay, cool. Um, I guess we'll we'll take another call or two, and then we're going to wrap things up. I don't really have the desire to uh, to do too much of a post show. You sounded like Billy Mays there for a second, flogging the the, the happy jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally watched that infomercial today, and like just for like five minutes, and I was flabbergasted. The guy was like, "Yeah, oh, you don't even need a." You don't even need an interconnect, internet connection. I'm like, really? So how does it fucking work? It just out of the thin air, you fucking just pull it out of your ass, and it fucking hooks into your computer, and it fucking works, right? Okay, whatever. Don't be a dumbass. Fuck the Magic Jack. Fuck the Magic Jack. Use Skype. <laughs> I you feel what, better now? Do you? I do. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. You got that rant out of the way, and, and you feel better. Good. Good. Yes, this rant was brought to you by Magic Jack. <laughs> And the official drink, speaking of Jack, of Sunday Night Showdown, is... Jack Daniels. Right. Because Jim Beam is on vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Now, you know, maybe next week, if I can arrange it, maybe we'll have some alcohol flowing. We'll, we'll have a good time. And, I mean, Lord knows, when was the last time J.J. Sexay did a fucking radio show drunk? It's been a while. Um, well, because I've been part of every wrestling radio show you've done when you've been inebriated, it's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. And, you know, we'll I have think, to see. It, I think the, not the last time Boom Boom was on, but the time before that when she didn't have to work the next day, and she came on with this, like, Texas Mickey of, of like, flavored vodka. Oh, Rem- God, Remember yes. that? Oh, that that was a comical show in itself. Just, well, you know, the the two or three hours that we had her on the line where well, she was just totally fucked up. Well, and, and you, were, you were walking funny for a week after that, and God only knows how, why. What? Do I have to fire your ass, too? Fire it. Bring it on, motherfucker. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm like the fucking Rodney Dangerfield of professional wrestling. No, no fucking respect. respect in my own house. No respect. So, yeah, we'll, we'll take another couple calls, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to call in, uh, be part of the show, just add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype line or give us a call at 501-588-7957. You got that number memorized now, don't you? Well, I bought it, so I should. Nice, good. Keep in mind that long-distance charges may apply unless you live in Arkansas, and, well, then you're okay. Hence the term may apply, yes. Exactly. Right. So... With that said, I have to say I'm not disappointed with the pay-per-view tonight. Uh, if I had to give it a letter grade, I would give it a B. I mean, I thought the first hour was very solid. Uh, we did see a lot of flippy, flippy shit going on, but it wasn't bad. Were you surprised at the uh, of the turn of Kevin Nash on EY? No. no. I, I predicted that three weeks ago. 
Speaking of predictions, how did you do in the uh, quick picks? What oh. was your record? Do you remember? I know we don't have the official judge of quick picks currently in studio right now because he's too busy off scorekeeping for university basketball. Yeah, I fired my scorekeeper. I, I'll have to, I'll have to retally the votes, and I'll have uh, more of the tally next week. We can run that down, but I don't think I did too well, to be quite honest. I, I don't mean, think anybody did. Uh, I know after four matches, I was sitting at two and two. Uh, let me see, beer money. I said they were going to win. They didn't. So that's two and three. Right. Uh, if Abyss won the match, then, you know, there you go. Right. I'm pretty sure that my picks were pretty bad tonight. Mangle? So. I, I picked Anderson. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so not good. No, nope, not I, good. And, and nobody on Quick Picks uh, did very good this week. But uh, it should be a momentous Quick Picks next Saturday night. I believe the, the future endeavored Internet Day will return. I may have to rehire him back for one show only. One show and one show, one weekend. And I mean, do you really want to attempt to do Sunday Night Showdown to coincide with uh, with WrestleMania two six without Internet Dave and have him outside on your stoop outside of your house, sitting there pounding fists, kicking legs, and crying? I don't know. You know what? Maybe if if the outpouring, if the outcries come out, and and people, you know. Uh, are interested in bringing Internet Dave back? Then, then maybe, maybe I'll uh, I'll bring him back in. You know. Well, and and uh, and really, from the widespread reaction and unanimous, I might add, reaction to uh, your announcement that you know you wanted people in the chat to let you know what you what they thought about you possibly future endeavoring Internet Dave. The well, it was unanimous. It was. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the email here in just a second, and uh, I think I've at least got one or two emails I need to read before we go off the air. Dave's a good guy. I don't think we should fire him. He he has a purpose here on this program. He does. I'll give him that. Yes. I don't know, Sean. What do you think? Uh, I'm I'm not making that vote. <laughs> I already know my vote, so yeah. <laughs> Sean wants in, so he ain't he ain't gonna bring ID back. As I said in the chat room earlier today. Uh, he can stay fired, and I'll ask for a promotion. Does that mean you need more money too? No, I'll, I'll, I'll work for free. Ah, fine. Well, you're, you're, you'll be considered then. I was going to say I'll double your fee. Ryan Seacrest turns down a movie offer to do a movie with Jennifer Aniston. Thank what God. the hell are you watching? I'm pulling up Yahoo. So I Yahoo. Can All right. Nice. Well. Just randomly talk. You do, you're very good at that. Yeah, I know. I, I shoot the shit, and 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 sh- anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you there? Oh, I'm here. All right. So, what's coming up on that we need to know on the uh, on the gaming side of Unplugged on Tuesday night? Have you thought about it so far? Um, actually, I have. I contacted JJ earlier today to let him know that this Tuesday on Unplugged we'll be having a review of God of War three for the PS3 nice. plus a review. Nice. What's that? I said nice. Uh, even even me, the the casual gamer. Um, more of a of a Wii aficionado because my six year old son has got every expensive Wii game on the market right now, and every time one comes out, because he spends all of his days either playing the Wii or on YouTube, you looking at the pending releases for the Wii console. That uh, uh, you know, I become attuned to to what he's uh, watching. But God of War, I've seen on many um, video review. Uh, shows on TV, and uh, obviously the the anticipation 
for its release. Or is it out already, Sean? It is out. It's it out. came out last week. Right, and, and have you seen it? I've been playing for the past, oh, uh, 17 hours. And is it everything that it says it is? Um. Well, you'll have to wait till Tuesday to hear that, Shark. All right, all right. Well, you know what? Even the casual gamer that I am, I might have to tune in uh, to unplug this week and get your guys' perspectives of God of War. I'll give you one word for it, though. Okay. Only one word. Epic. Really? Graphics, uh, game, everything. You're, you're liking Why? Well, obviously, you played it 17 hours in a row. Have you been drinking, too? I don't drink, period. So. Don't, don't drink alcohol. Nope. He's a lot like Daryl O'Connor. He's straight edge. Ah, straight edge. Uh, okay. With, with that said, I actually have pulled up the uh, Sunday Night Showdown Yahoo account, and uh, I've got a couple emails I want to read. Uh, first of all, this is from Latino718. Uh, hey, guys, it's Latino718. I have a few questions to ask you guys. First off, do you think that uh, Reed Flair will be a part of TNA? Do you think he could get a push simply because of his father? Uh, you know what? I do, actually. I think that... I think that's one of the main reasons that uh, that Ric Flair left the WWE in the first place was because Ring of Honor wanted to do something with him, and he tried to basically get Reed Flair into Ring of Honor. And then, of course, Reed had all the problems, uh, you know, with with all the arrests and the drugs and stuff, and they kind of shied away from it. And I think that's part of the reason that Ric Flair shied away from Ring of Honor. It went back to uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. Obviously, there was more money involved, and he had other things that he wanted to do. But I think that was his main concerns with going to Ring of Honor in the first place, was to get Reed's foot in the door. Uh, Shark, what do you think about that? Well, I definitely think that I agree with you, uh, Double J, that the whole drug and alcohol and uh, legal problems that Reed has been going through lately um, hopefully is water under the bridge. I, I, I do know that he did enter into a uh, uh, treatment facility after a period of detoxification and that he's okay now and apparently he's going to get a shot soon uh, at TNA and I, I just find that it's very strange that he wouldn't have been uh, placed like World League Wrestling, uh, Harley Race's promotion in uh, in Kansas City, or or something reputable like that, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, or or something Jersey All Pro Wrestling, somewhere where he could hone his skills before he went to TNA. But apparently, that's not going to be the case. Um, but I definitely agree that that sooner than later, you'll see Rick, or you'll see uh, Reed Flair in TNA. And you know, I'll say this about Reed Flair too. Uh, this is a kid that. Even when Rick was still running in WCW, uh, when he was, I guess, 15-time world champion before that last title run, you know, he was missing a lot of uh, a lot of time over at WCW, which actually ultimately led to a firing because he actually attended one of Reed's uh, tournaments, and Bischoff wasn't going to let him have time off to go uh, watch his son wrestle. Of course, Reed won that tournament, and Flair and him, uh, I guess, had a nice big lawsuit between the two of them until they finally reconciled. Uh, I've always said that Reed Flair is going to be a big deal one day. I thought that of Flair's offspring, uh, David Flair was just the absolute shits in the ring. And if anybody got half the charisma or ability of uh, of the Nature Boy Ric Flair, it was Reed. So if Reed can stay clean and get his act together and stay out of trouble, I think that you know Reed Flair could be a big asset to TNA. And, I mean, let's face it, who wouldn't want to see uh, a younger version of Flair doing his own thing and, uh, you know, 
making a name for himself. So I'm all for it if it does happen. Uh, next up, as far as uh, Latino's questions, what do you guys think of uh, Ray versus Punk angle so far? I like it, quite frankly. I think that these guys are going to probably steal the show at WrestleMania. I'll be real honest. When you got Rey Mysterio and CM Punk, I mean, Punk has really come into uh, his character in the last year. I'm liking what they're doing with him. Rey Mysterio always delivers a solid match. Doesn't matter if he's getting his ass kicked. Doesn't matter what's going on. Rey knows how to bump. He knows how to work. And he always pulls a good match out of everybody. These two together are going to do great. We've seen them work together in the past, and it's been a good match. I am digging it, and uh, the stipulation is, obviously, if Ray gets beat by Punk, he joins the Straight Edge Society. Originally, the stip was was going to be hair versus mask, and they've obviously shied away from that. But uh, I think Ray goes over against CM Punk. I agree, and it's uh, I'm a little bit disappointed they didn't shoot the full angle and go with the original speculated plan that, in fact, they were going to do the whole... Uh, mask versus hair gimmick, and, and you really were led to believe that that was going to happen because Punk hasn't seen a razor or a uh, pair of scissors for quite some time now, and uh, you really thought that that's where they were going with it. But but you know, going with the scaled back angle that they're that they're going with, um, I really think that that Rey Mysterio Jr. will prevail in that match, and that uh, the, the unbelievable heated and heartfelt lead-up uh, and storyline to this whole Punk-Mysterio feud has been second to none. Of course, uh, this last week they um, they had uh, Mysterio's wife and two kids, and uh, it was all part of that. And, of course, with the Straight Edge Society, um, it's been definitely uh, compelling WWE TV leading up to their uh, much-anticipated match this Sunday at WrestleMania for 2010. And lastly, he says, uh, do you guys think that last year's Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels match is better than Steamboat versus uh, Stavage from WrestleMania 3? You want to go ahead and start this one out? Well, you know what? Um, I don't think, with all due respect to Shawn Michaels and Mark Calloway, the Undertaker, and the stellar and heartfelt match that they put on at Mania last year, the shark says nobody has ever topped that match at Mania 3 between the Dragon and the Macho Man, bar none, throw in the George the Animal Steel, uh, Miss Elizabeth, uh, big, huge, mammoth crowd at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. That, to me, to this very day, bar none, nothing else came close to that match for an all-time greatest WrestleMania match, in my humble opinion. I'll say this. Um, this is a hard question for me to answer because I, I'm a huge Randy Savage fan, and I'm also a huge Shawn Michaels fan. The match at WrestleMania three between Steamboat and Savage is one of my all-time favorite matches. I mean, in the top ten wrestling matches of all time, it's there. I'm not sure what rank it would be, but it's there. I'll say this. For the time period that that match went on, for an era that is bygone, to me, psychology-wise, in-ring work-wise, uh, it stands out, and I don't think anything has really touched it. And, and the build-up was like months. You know, you see a mania build-up that, that is like punk and, and, and Mysterio, or the rehashing of the rematch from, from last year with, with HBK and, and, and Taker, um, 
any of the main other main events. You know, they've put them together in the last six weeks. The, the, the Savage Steamboat thing went on for literally, I, I believe, correctly if I'm wrong, at least six, six months. Well, and, and that's the difference between now and then, Shark. I mean, yeah. uh, feuds lasted longer. They were they were more developed. And when the match happened, it was something special. Now we see that the same two guys get in a feud. You know, they have a couple matches every week. And, you know, within a month later, they're, they're done with the feud. And, and to me, the business has changed so much, that's really a hard question for me to answer. Well, do you think part of it might stem from the fact that they have... Um, five hours of, of television programming to produce every week, and that in those days there was one show on a weekly basis on TV, and you didn't have the amount of stars involved in the wrestling promotion with World Wrestling Federation back then that you do now with World Wrestling Entertainment. So they had to build up the storylines over a longer period of time to make it more believable. And, and you know, in those days... I mean, I remember going to house shows that were sold out all the time for many, many years. You know, I remember going to a house show at BC Play Stadium in Vancouver. No TV, main event, Sergeant Slaughter, Hulk Hogan, um, 38,000 people for a house show. But they built it up for, for months, and it meant something. And, and like you said earlier on the show, on Sunday Night Showdown, um, it's different now. Well, it is. It's different because, like I said... The psychology is different. The build-up for things. I mean, you you look back at uh, what wrestling used to be. When you had your shows, uh, you literally had a big dog take on a preliminary guy, and he got put over. He yeah. He got you know he beat a jobber, and that's how he made a name for himself. And now you don't really have the jobbers anymore. I mean, you have certain people that, that job out all the time, but they're they're named superstars, and that's the problem with the things that they do today. And there's a pay-per-view every month. That's another problem. Back in the day, you had, you know, you had WrestleMania, you had the Royal Rumble, you had the King of the Ring, you had SummerSlam, and then you had Survivor Series. And that was it. Everything went to those pay-per-views, and the story was built going into those pay-per-views. Over some months. Yeah, over, yeah, over the course of a couple months. Yeah. And, and that's not there anymore. But back to the original question at hand, do I think that Undertaker Shawn Michaels is better than that match? Yes and no. For the time period that we are living in today, for the lack of uh, long-term developed storylines, short-term feuds, and uh, just a lack of the ring psychology, I'd have to say that The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, is one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. And I rank it up there because I like Taker, I like Shawn Michaels, and I'm actually wondering what these guys are going to do this year to try and top what they put off last year. I don't think it can be done. Because they pulled out everything last year. Uh, you had so many false finishes. You had so many oh-my-God moments in that match. Um, you know, this time out, Snimpsuka will not be, you know, at ringside, you know, <laughs> as a cameraman. So that that's at least a plus. Uh, that's just a hard question for me to answer. I, you know, I guess I'd probably have to say I'd still stick with Savage and Steamboat. Because, again, it's a different era. Uh, it, it's more what I'm accustomed to. I miss the psychology of professional wrestling. It, it's it's gone. It's a lost art. Well, and WJ, here, here's the scenario that I equate as to the main difference from then to now, and that then your main stars of the promotion uh, were put over every television show against 
the Iron Mike Sharps, against the Brooklyn Brawlers, against the, the company jobbers that whose job it was to put over the top stars, and that happened. And you never had paper, very rarely, back in the day, did you have pay-per-view or, at, at the time, closed-circuit-type matches on free television. It rarely happened. Nowadays, and I think this is the reason, the main reason, why buy rates are so down and house show attendance is so down, is the fact that your your match quality from free TV to pay-per-view take out all the additional pyro and all the additional gimmicks and everything is pretty much the same, you know? And what they did this last Monday on Raw with the um, WrestleMania rewind matches, um, fine, dandy, uh, entertaining stuff. But if you take that out of the equation and don't sell um, or give away, not sell, but don't give away your pay-per-view quality matches on your weekly television programming, then maybe your buy rates and your attendance at house shows is going to go up because then the the uh, the appetite for the better quality matches will go up and so will attendance and so will buy rates. And that's my one beef with the way that WWE and TNA have been handling their weekly shows uh, and it's just the booking style has changed from 20 years ago or even 15 years ago to today. And, and it's, in my humble estimation, costing them money. I would agree. I've also got another email that uh, I'm, I'm loving this. Uh, first-timers, uh, wow, this is our first time enjoying your program. Love it. We'll now be regulars on the web. Thanks. Uh, by Papa Tom and Grandma 8 out of Memphis. So thank you. Uh, Memphis is very near and dear to my heart as I used to live about three hours from there. Uh, about five or six years, well, I guess about eight years ago when I lived in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. So used to make the trek to Memphis many a times and uh, had some great times at the Pyramid and down on Bill Street. So that's great. I, I welcome you guys aboard, and uh, you know, thanks for tuning us in for the first time. That's awesome. Very nice, very nice. We love the uh, the new listeners and, and the people that have taken the, the time out of their busy schedules to uh, have a break away from their normal lives and, and uh, spend some time with us here on Sunday Night Showdown and the other shows that are along the Sunday Night Showdown network. And uh, we hope you're having a good time, and we, we really appreciate your kind words and letting us know that you're enjoying. I do believe we still have Sean on the line. Uh, I know he's just been enjoying us kind of discuss things back and forth are, are, are you still with us buddy i'm still here i'm enjoying everything just listening enjoying like usual and uh passing along news to uh the chat room when i find it very cool uh you know i i think with everything we've done tonight uh it's been a good show i have no complaints with uh, what tna put on tonight like i said i gave it a b and i look forward to seeing what they do uh next month at lockdown to be quite honest i mean we've got some major matchups we've got uh Angelo De Niro challenging for the, uh, excuse me, D'Angelo De Niro, the Pope, challenging for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship, which, you know, controversial ending, but I'm pretty sure that AJ Styles is still the champion, although it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, Abyss somehow ends up getting the title. But either way, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens again tomorrow, Monday night. Of course, I'm not going to be able to watch TNA much since... Trey and I have this arrangement where I'm going to watch Raw and he's going to watch TNA. I'm kind of thinking. Oh, is that how it is? I'm thinking maybe I'm getting the shit into the deal 
Well. But uh, we'll see. I mean, it is the go-home show for, uh, for, for WrestleMania, for Raw. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring to the program. And, and it'll be nice to actually focus on one show so that I have all my ducks in a row when I have the show tomorrow night. So it should be fun. And it will be. And uh, Wrestling News Live Monday night, every Monday night here on SundayNightShowdown.com. And it's always uh, uh, fun and games with the Trade Dog and Double J. And uh, tomorrow should be uh, no exception to that. And uh, we look forward to everybody joining them tomorrow night here on SundayNightShowdown.com for another rousing edition of Wrestling News Live. And with that said, it's time to take us out of here. I don't really have anything major planned as far as what I want to kick us out with. But one, o- uh, one other thing before you say goodnight, uh, Double J, and that's the fact that, and we, we touched base about this just for a, a, a moment earlier on the show, but I was highly disappointed, regardless of what Randy Poffo, the Macho Man Savage, had to say to both WWE and TNA, Angelo Poffo's legacy in the world of professional wrestling speaks for itself. He did not have heat as a man with the office at World Wrestling Entertainment and its predecessor, World Wrestling Federation. And the, the patriarch of the Poffo wrestling family that, of course, included the Macho Man Randy Savage and Leaping Lanny Poffo, um, was second to none, and he trained many, many famous wrestlers over the years. And I was very surprised, not not a TNA, but certainly surprised from World Wrestling Entertainment that, did, that they did not do off the top of their show this past Monday on Raw the in-memoriam that they generally do for the fallen heroes of associates or members of the World Wrestling Entertainment and the wrestling family. And I was I was very surprised. So, uh, you know, from the shark, that's just what I think. And uh, really enjoyed the show tonight. We hope you did, too. And look forward to a big week in professional wrestling, certainly tomorrow night with Wrestling News Live, breaking down um, the goings-on on tomorrow night's broadcast of Impact from TNA and Raw from World Wrestling Entertainment. And uh, really looking forward to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony next Saturday night and WrestleMania 26 from Phoenix next Sunday, and we'll be on the air at uh, uh, 5 o'clock Mountain, 7 Eastern, uh, next Sunday night, and look forward to it a lot. Um, By the way, Crelly just sent me a quick thing. Uh, On Raw Preview, it was promoting Kofi Kingston taking on Vladimir Kozlov for a final Money in the Bank spot. Uh, Then it was pulled five minutes later. So, interesting. I I don't even think they know at this point what they want to do with Money in the Bank. I say this. I know you're listening, WWE. Fuck it. Eight men in the match. Enough. You don't need Drew in there. You don't need a tenth guy. Take Drew and put him on the card and have him defend the Intercontinental title. And by God, you want to make Drew McIntyre a big deal, then let him do like so many others have done at WrestleMania and have an epic title defense for the Intercontinental Championship. And I don't give a shit who you give him, but I'm telling you, you should pick Goldust and let those two have a great Broadway at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental title. And if you can't Just push if you can't push your own Intercontinental champion at the granddaddy of them all, and I don't mean the Great American Bash, at WrestleMania, then what in God's name are you doing giving Drew McIntyre the belt if you're not going to let him defend it at your biggest show of the year? Now with that said, we're going to take it out of here. I do have a song of the night. 
Uh, it's one of my favorites, of course, by the uh, by the group Drowning Pool. So with that said, we're going to take you guys out. I will catch you again tomorrow night right here, SundayNightShowdown.com, starting at 11.30 Eastern, 9.30 Mountain Standard Time for Wrestling News Live. Myself and the Trey Dog will tell you what went down on TNA Impact and the Go Home Show for WrestleMania on Monday Night Raw. Guys, it's been fun, and I'll catch you later. Sean, any last words? Catch Unplugged on Tuesday. Absolutely. We'll see you Tuesday. So, guys, we're out of here. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon.